This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everybody. Time to wake up. Time to get ready for the weekend. It's already the pre-kind. And uh, the weekend isn't far off. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Speaking of the weekend, we'll let you know uh, the official start of the weekend is at 5 o'clock on Fridays. KLAQ rolls out the weekend starter six-pack. Six in a row from some of your favorite artists and the biggest names in rock. And coming up today at 5, we're going to do six in a row from Nirvana. Nirvana is the band on the weekend starter six-pack at 5 o'clock. The Q's Weekend Starter is brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play the hottest slots and electronic table games at the place where there's always more fun in the sun. Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Uh, Good morning, Joanna Barba. Good morning. Joanna, do you think we got any rain yesterday? There was supposed to be some of the forecast, but... I certainly didn't see any rain Uh, in my neck of the woods. Using my advanced uh, weather uh, device, the pothole in my cul-de-sac, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no evidence of any rain there. I got this pothole that the city refuses to fix because they say it's on <laughs> private property, but also uh-huh. they won't allow me to fix because they say it's a city street. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if it rains even for a minute, it fills up with this uh, mosquito-breeding rainwater. Like, okay. genetically modified to breed the biggest mosquitoes you've ever seen. So, I can tell you, it did not rain uh, at my house. And we don't have any more rain in the forecast. It doesn't look like, at least for the weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and get a look at El Paso weather, which is brought to you this morning by Wet n' Wild Water World. Sunny today, and we're going to head back up toward 100 as the weekend progresses. So 97 for the high temperature today. Again, no rain in the forecast for the weekend. For Saturday, mostly sunshine and 98. Very similar on Sunday, 99. And then as we start the week, I'm just going to give you a little preview. Monday, uh, sunny, 101. Let's see if we get here on Tuesday, 104. Oh, oh dear. I feel like I should remind people it's not it's not summer yet. No, it's not. <laughs> Summer's still a couple weeks, two and a half weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the way the weather shaping up is going to get hotter, and it's going to be sunshine. We don't have any rain uh, in the forecast. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Right now, Wet n' Wild season passes are on sale for just $59.95 plus tax. And you get those at any area, Circle K, or online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. It is going to be a hot summer. It's already a hot spring. So make your Wet n' Wild plans early to get the best spots and the best deals on tickets. All right, we've got a lot to talk about on our Friday show. The president talked last night about gun violence and uh, gun control. Uh, at this point, talking about it is pretty much all the president uh, can do. I mean, if there's anything else that a president could do about this, I would I would ask why they haven't uh, done anything before, but it's really Congress that gets to make up 
uh, the laws and the rules. So uh, we'll hear a little bit of what Biden had to say. Uh, oh, and there was another, uh, there was another mass shooting uh, yesterday. So we'll be getting to all that in news. Joy, entertainment news, what do we have on the way as far as entertainment news today? Uh, it looks like it's Morbin time again because apparently Sony plans to return Morbius to theaters this weekend. No! <laughs> you guys haven't seen Morbius, have you? No. Mm-hmm. I figure it's going to come out, you know, Yeah, it's going to be on something. I reviewed it. My review of it was it was very poorly reviewed, not just by me. Let's put it that way. Do you guys think you stayed away from it because I said it was so terrible? At first, I didn't really care for it, just for shirtless Jared Leto. And then Lisa saw it, and then she told me, yeah, shirtless Jared Leto is not worth it. Oh, you're saying shirtless Jared Leto as a positive. Yes. If anything, your uh, review of it made me want to see it more. To see if it was as bad. Is it this bad? Could it be that bad? Well, now you'll have a chance to this weekend when it comes back to theaters. Nico, we got a lot of calls. People uh, have caught up and seen the third. People who hadn't seen it maybe yesterday have seen the third episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. So we got a lot of people who are trying to skirt around spoilers and stuff. So oh, just as an example of one call, it's like, all right, when this one particular individual who I won't name uh, has an issue with fire, <laughs> why doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, that's pretty... Obscure enough where, like, Joanna wouldn't get that reference. Yeah, I don't know if I really respect the spoilers when it comes to a TV show. I, I think that especially we people who like don't want a... you to spoil it and they don't even have Disney Plus, they just think at some vague point in the future they're gonna watch the show. <laughs> they don't even right. have they don't even have Disney Plus, but they don't want spoilers. What is it, Joanna? I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so we're going to have some neckline calls coming in. I want to remind you of the toll-free neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325, which you can call anytime and leave a message, which we'll get, in, you know, to the best of our ability. We'll play them back on the air. If you want to call us directly in the studio, we've got a local line for that, 910-4995. That's 915. Put that 915 if you ever have trouble with an El Paso number. Uh, 915-910-4995 to call us directly into the studio. LeBron James is a billionaire guy, guys. <laughs> what? He's the first. Was it all from Space Jam? No. Um, it's got to be Space Jam. very money. much of it was from Space Jam, but uh, he's not the first athlete to become a billionaire, but he's the first active athlete who became a billionaire while they were still playing their sport. So uh, Michael Jordan hit a billion dollars, but that was about 10 years after he played his last NBA game. But LeBron James has uh, cracked into the Dos Comas territory. (laughs) Dos Comas. You know what that means, Joanna? The two commas? Yeah. The two eatings? (laughs) Comas. LeBron James <laughs> James just became the first active NBA player to become a billionaire. I can't imagine that there are other sports. I, maybe there are. The only other NBA player to reach a billion dollars is Michael Jordan, but that didn't happen until a decade after uh, his retirement. Just from his basketball career, so his basketball contracts, LeBron has earned roughly $385 million from that. 
So the majority of his wealth, you would think, comes from endorsements, and he's certainly done a lot of those, but the majority of his wealth comes from uh, business ventures and investments. The Spring Hill Company uh, is a company of his valued at $300 million. It's a combination of his robot company, marketing agency, athlete platform, Uninterrupted, and Spring Hill Entertainment, which produced his more than a game documentary, just to give you an idea. Real estate holdings of about $80 million. He's got, I think, three homes with a combined value of $80 million. He also owns 10% of a company called Blaze Pizza. Other investments include uh, Like Beats by Dre, Lyft, and the sports nutrition company Ladder. And he's got that huge contract with Nike. So uh, LeBron James still actively playing, as far as I know, back for another season. I mean, as far as I know, back for another season. And uh, a billionaire officially. All right, Nico, news headlines. What do we have uh, that we're going to be leading off coming up with news in a few minutes? Elon Musk is telling people if they want to work from home, then they better find another job. I read this, and you know, I've got mixed feelings, as I think most people do about Elon Musk. Would you uh, agree with that? A lot of people have mixed feelings about Elon Musk. I definitely think he is a polarizing figure in today's world. He's, uh, by his own efforts, I think, inserted himself into a lot of the daily conversations well, we're having. I can tell you this. I read the thing that he wrote, and I almost, it was like listening to the national anthem being played. Like, I almost got, I almost got a little teary-eyed. I was like, oh my God, Elon Musk is so right on. About, about people going to yeah, come back to remote work. work? Yeah, come back, especially if you're one of the executives that were paying a ton of money. Show up at your work. Uh, I couldn't agree with Elon Musk anymore. Uh, not that I agree with him about everything, but... So we've got all that uh, coming up on the way this morning. Now, normally, we would have a late-night roundup, but guess what? Everybody just took the entire week off. That must be nice, huh, Joanna? Yep. Joanna didn't even get the holiday off. She had to work on Monday. I was here. The late night, folks. It's like, uh, oh, we get Monday off? Well, let's just go ahead and take Tuesday through Friday off as well. So everybody, it seems like, is uh, on vacation this week. So we're going to get you ready for the weekend with a Friday song. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo on the corner of Dyer and Monroe. They're just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. In the uh, NBA Finals, I haven't checked the score yet. Uh, the Boston Celtics came back in the final minutes to beat the Golden State Warriors 120-108, to taking Game 1 of the NBA Finals. The Finals will continue on Sunday. Game 2 of the NBA Finals is going to be on 6 p.m. El Paso time on ABC. Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are uh, up one game to zero, as we said. Do you have a favorite? I was a Celtics fan because Larry Bird mm, and the, Robert uh, Parrish and Kevin McHale, like the 80s, the, the classic, classic 80s, 80s lineup yeah. of the of the Celtics. So I guess I'm still kind of root. But, but I'm a big 
Steph Curry. It's hard not to go for Steph Curry. He's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he's you know superstar. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll lean toward the Celtics a little bit, but I do like to watch Steph Curry play ba- basketball. All right. Uh, yesterday they had the boys up early, uh, season three premiere, and it looks like they got two episodes of the boys on Amazon. Uh, did so, you get a chance to go through them? Yeah, I watched. It was a little boring. Oh, interesting. Thought. Oh no! Yeah, coming out of the bo- coming out of the shoot, I thought the first episode was was also uh, the Orville, which had been on Fox, moved over to Hulu. I just so saw I it yesterday. That. It was boring. I thought it was extremely boring. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Like, the ones before had been funny. And this one was... Did you watch it? it? It's about a robot suicide, right? Yeah. It teaches you the... Like, in a lot of ways, when when the Orville misses with me, it's when they get into after-school special territory. So it was about, like, the dangers of bullying because a robot crew member committed suicide. Over being bullied, oh, okay. but it was it, it was not a it was a boring episode, and I really liked the first two seasons. You also said Orville. Strange New Worlds was super boring. It's been a maybe nothing is going to make nothing's it, giving you unless that Darth Vader part, shows up yeah. with a freaking lightsaber. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top that. I can tell you that <laughs> everything just is a sad gray <laughs> color <laughs> until there's a new episode of Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, now, did you watch the new Star Trek series any? Uh, Strange, New Strange New Worlds. Just the first 30 minutes, I think, of the first episode. And you think it kind of drags? No, I mean, it, it reminds me of classic Star Wars. I like it. We're talking about Star Trek. Right? I mean, it reminds me of classic Star Trek. I, I like mm-hmm. it. I was even impressed. Joanna, Buzz was watching mm-hmm. the first episode of uh, a Star Trek show. I never thought he would have. Enterprise, do you know what it is with Scott Bakula? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. It was kind of mid two thousand. It was like the le- the least uh, successful Star Trek TV show. Okay, it only went for four seasons. All the rest went for about seven or eight. And um, I like it a lot. But I was like, Buzz, what are you doing watching this? That was kind of interesting. It He's showed just trying to fill the void at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, until the next Obi Wan Kenobi. You're probably right about that. <laughs> well, trust me, none of these have filled that void. Uh, on ABC tomorrow, the two-hour concert special Party at the Palace to celebrate Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee for 70 years on the throne will include per- performances by Elton John, the real Queen of England in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> Diana Ross, Queen uh, with Adam Lambert. Which Queen. The band Queen. Okay. So that's Adam good. Lambert. No. All right, all right. Rod Stewart <laughs> and Alicia Keys. And Fox is there again. Fox was just doing wall-to-wall coverage of whatever they got going on over there. The Queen Queen didn't even show up for the stuff today. She said that she was there was some discomfort yesterday, so she skipped all of today's She's 96. She's 96, yeah. And I know you're thinking, well, what does she have to do, stand on a balcony and wave? That can get pretty hard to do when you're almost 100 years old. So they've got other members of the royal family uh, fulfilling those duties today. God, I get winded when I, well, I haven't done this in a while, but when I go to church and just standing up and down to the to pu- to the kneel for the pews, mm-hmm. that, can get, <laughs> that can get real tiring. Oh, now we've got to go say peace to 
(laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about wedding chapels in Vegas being sent cease and desist letters saying, and they're from Graceland saying, you can't use Elvis likenesses or the name Elvis or anything Elvis related. At the Vegas weddings? Yes. Where there's sometimes an Elvis impersonator officiating the wedding? Yep, often. Uh, I guess I never really thought about it, but you've seen these these Vegas Elvis impersonators. They got the wedding chapel, and it's been in movies and stuff, and it's like, huh, I wonder, is Graceland cool with that? Or do they, (laughs) are they, do they Uh, get a kickback on it? We're part of the official Elvis impersonators. Apparently, they're not. None of them are. And they've all been doing it unofficially. And a bunch of chapels in Vegas got cease and desist letters from attorneys for Graceland, Uh, specifically the licensing company that handles Elvis Presley's estates. And it says if you don't knock it off, if you do any more Elvis weddings, you could face legal action. Uh, A lot of the small chapels in Vegas say that they rely on those weddings. One called the Graceland Chapel does over 6000 a year. Um, a bunch of venues have already removed Elvis's image from their website and marketing materials. Boy, they got a lot of mileage out of that before, before getting shut down, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been doing it for decades. Yeah. Uh, all the impersonators who work in Vegas and officiate weddings are freaking out because, you know, it's going to put them out of work. One couple booked their wedding a few months ago, and they were disappointed because Elvis didn't show up, and they had booked an Elvis wedding. (laughs) Instead, they got a guy who kind of vaguely looked like Elvis, but he was wearing a leather jacket with jeans and a fedora. That's Sorry, we got the Fonz impersonator instead. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you go to... uh, Spirit Halloween store. It's like if you want an Elvis costume, you got to get Rock Guy. <laughs> you know, uh, chapel owners say that this could not come at a worse time. They were hoping for a big post-COVID wedding boom. They were also excited that they'd get a lot more business when the Elvis biopic comes out later this month. Yeah, I wonder if those two are connected. It's like, hey, this movie's going to really renew a lot of interest in. In the late king of rock and roll, so we better make sure, you know, let's crack down on all these wedding chapels. They've been we don't want you fake Elvises getting any of our Graceland money. <laughs> I, I assume this doesn't apply to performers that are like just working the street. You ever see those guys? The der- some crazy uh, yeah. deranged people sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You sometimes know. they're really good. Yeah, sometimes they're amazing. You don't know what's under that Elmo costume. Sometimes though, <laughs> you see an Elmo costume and it's all muddy and it's just like it looks like it's never been cleaned. Right. You're wondering. Elmo's living rough. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they have like Vegas showgirls. Have you ever seen them? No. Oh, yeah. Just walking around outside. What? It never ceases to amaze me that some people want to take a picture. They don't realize. They're not just doing this out here for fun. You're supposed to give them... Yeah, you have to pay. You're supposed to pay for that. So many people love to get those Vegas showgirls and then put their kid in the picture. <laughs> With the Vegas showgirls. Yeah. That's always weird. It kind of is, right? Buzz, can you do an Elvis impression? Uh, let me see. Can I adjust like uh, my setting so it sounds a little more like Elvis? Sure. Okay, sure. That's performance-enhancing drugs, but if you want, yeah. It's not it. It's- 
There's one advice. It's not too late to back out. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Were you an Elvis fan? Was, was your mom an Elvis fan, Joanna? Or was uh, that before yes. her time even? No, she was. She wanted to marry him. And then when he died, my dad was like, well, you have to marry me now. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Like I was not even aware that my mom was a big Elvis fan. She is? I didn't know until in 1977 we're driving, I don't know, from Tulsa shopping or to see her mom or whatever, my grandma. But the news came over the radio, Elvis Presley dead at the age of 40. <gasps> and my mom... Stopped and pulled over to the side of the road, and she was shaking. Oh! And I was like, "You've never put an Elvis other than the Christmas <laughs> album what? around Christmas time. They put on that Elvis you Christmas album. It's Elvis. like you never listened to Elvis, but I guess she was a pretty big. You know, he was a big part of her teenage years. Really? Yeah. Aww. You know, Elvis was a big part of my life, too. Was he? Yeah, because uh, there's a bunch of Elvis impersonators in the last episode of The Golden Girls. They, uh, oh, man, those are great. They yeah. have an Elvis-themed wedding for Dorothy. And one of them is Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. is one of the Elvis impersonators. <laughs> so do you want to hear a montage of how local news act anchors treated this Elvis wedding chapel news? <laughs> yes, sure. Do. Some real creative stuff here from your local TV personalities. If you would just sit down for one minute, you could come up with a bunch of other Elvis references. <laughs> and not just using the They're same like, one. Mm, could we, though? Ambition's just a dream with a V8 motor. So here you go. It could have been I'm like, gonna uh, Las Vegas is all shook up. I'm going to incorporate over 20 Elvis lyrics and song titles. Okay. Recovery right. of the story. Well, the folks at Graceland started getting suspicious minds and decided it's now or never. <laughs> that's not just an Elvis impersonator. That's the devil in disguise. Where the hell is my bell? <laughs> well, the Elvis impersonators pleaded with him, don't be cruel. Graceland said, knock it off or you're going to be doing the jailhouse rock. <laughs> right. We don't care if you're in Vegas or in the ghetto. And there was a lot of crying in the chapel after that announcement was made. I only got one of those. <laughs> Trust me, they, Which they were all golden. <laughs> the, the jail. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. That's pumpinginktattoo.com. Nico's got a uh, scenario for Am I the A-Hole from the... I do. Is this from a listener or from the Reddit? This is from Reddit. Oh, okay. But we do welcome uh, people to send in their own Am I the A-Holes. Absolutely. We get those from time to time. There always seems like there's a little more skin in the game. <laughs> when we've when got we the person on the yeah, yeah, when we know it's a listener. 
uh, I've got a few interesting items to tell you about, and then I want to tell you where, where Nico is going to be performing this weekend. Nico is a stand-up comic. I am. All right. Uh, high school graduates and uh, seniors, 34% have, have say they have no idea what they're going to do with their life. And to that I say, same. Yeah, that's that's fine. You know, even if you're graduating high school, that was pretty common. Like the freshman freshman year of college, a lot of people didn't really. You know, they hadn't even declared a major. Right. Have you ever heard of a gap year? Yes, a lot of uh, not not here so much, but when I I went out of uh out of the city for college, so. Ooh. Anyways. So much better than the rest of us. You want? I went out of city. I, some of you went to <laughs> UTEP, but I went to. Some of us here went to community. All right, Dick. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people Where'd are there. You go? Rice. Yes, I went to Rice. And they have a sister university in Mexico called Arroz. Oh yes. <laughs> it gets funnier every time you tell me that. <laughs> No, I never made oh, yeah. that joke. Oh, yeah. He has made that exact... And the funny part is, he forgot that he made the joke, so he's going to make it again, At and then point. it's going to be original to him. Like, yeah. did you hear how clever that joke I said was? <laughs> and I'll be like, ah, yeah, the past 10 years I've heard it. <laughs> That's the great thing about Alzheimer's. You get to hear all these great jokes over and over and over again. <laughs> like the very first time. Well, what, so what is, a, what is a gap year? Oh, right. Nico, you were out uh, of state for college. Well, and not, apparently this is something none of us lowly plebes in El Paso. What I'm saying is I had never... If you are fortunate enough to go out of town for college. I had never heard about a gap year, really. I didn't have friends here who took any, and I didn't. And then, But I, I did have friends out there who, who were coming off of a gap year. And is that usually between senior year high school, freshman yeah. year college? Senior year. Is uh, that like in old movies where it's like, oh, they're going to go... He says he's going to go find himself for a year. And then, like, the, the parents are so disappointed. Right. You know what, though? I think gap years are probably some of the smartest ideas that uh, somebody can make because uh, college is so different than uh, high school that sometimes it is a good, uh, you know, to just think about things. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I would be concerned at all if I were a high school student and, for instance, I, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I, I don't think that's as pressing as they make it out to be. Like you could spend your freshman year in college. Sure, but what if you out. didn't want to go? To, what, if, what if there was a trade you were thinking about doing, and you wanted to pursue the trade for a little bit? Or, you know, there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, it's I smart mean, you to, should do what you want to do. That wouldn't have flown with my parents. When I was going to college, they'd saved up for it. So there's a lot of <laughs> there was no getting around it. Good reasons to take the year off. Oh. Uh, in a new poll, 34 percent of recent graduates say they have no idea what they're going to do going forward. That includes both high school and college graduates. And I heard when I was a college graduate, I heard that a lot from like guys who had just graduated. It's like, you know, I got my degree. I'm selling freaking vacuum cleaners door to door or whatever. Uh, 41% say they don't have a job lined up yet. I don't think that is all that shocking or unusual. I mean, you're probably pretty normal. Uh, 62% of graduates from high school say they'd be interested in attending college. Oh, but that also includes college graduates who already have a degree. I know that was one thing is like, well, I've graduated and I've looked around. I really can't find a job, so I'm just going to study more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know. Um, 
70% of students say colleges have a responsibility to prepare them for the challenges in settling into a career. And 69% of people who attend college say they'd be interested in switching to a field that's unrelated to the one they originally wanted to. Yeah, you change your major. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah, but most saying, of the people I went to college to at one point. switching to a point. field that's unrelated. To, that's why going from music theory to engineering. Or yeah. the other direction, going from pre-med to stand-up comedy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that gap here. <laughs> All right. Uh Nico is doing a comedy appearance. Yay! I call this I call this Nico's non-consensual comedy tour because he's doing it in a place where not everybody has agreed that they want to hear stand-up comedy. I don't think you know how these work. Yeah, I don't think you know how this works. They they choose to get on. I'm not forcing them yeah, but to they, get on. Okay, so what what's happening? All right, I'm doing something called laugh on the track. Anywhere you get on public transportation, it's like there is a chance somebody. Will might you be let doing me comedy. even? Will you let me just that even is pitch the him, thing? Let, let, let me pitch the thing. Yeah. yeah, tell me about your non-consensual comedy tour. I am doing <laughs> laugh on the tracks tonight. Anybody in El Paso who wants to see oh, some stand-up tonight. comedy tonight from six thirty to eight, just hop on the El Paso streetcar or the trolley, whatever you want to call it, uh, and I will be there with some friends performing stand-up comedy. It's free to attend. Uh, we'll be doing the circuit uh, twice. I think we're just going to be on the trolley hop uh, and and uh, having fun. Uh, hop on the trolley, have fun with us, and uh, yeah. It's gonna be good times. fun. It is going to be super fun. Yes. 6.30 to 8 p.m. If I wasn't so exhausted, I'd hop on the streetcar. You can board the streetcar at any of the stops along the route. Can I tell you my, now, my oh. opinion of this? Wait, I want Joanna's question because it sounds more <laughs> relevant and probably more useful than whatever you're about to say. Now, do you are you going to do like a thing where at every stop you start over or you just start a new set? All right, or we're are you just going to continue through? If you've already seen this part, you can yeah, just right. skip it. Don't <laughs> worry. How many people here have heard my Border Patrol joke? How many people have heard the Border Patrol Shut joke? Up. No, I, we'll probably be doing, you know, uh, new things throughout the, the circuit. We wouldn't be just, it wouldn't be just a repeat of... Right. It, it's one and a half hours of a full performance. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. That sounds and fun. One of my friends who's also going to be with me is uh, Gibran the Comagician. Jibs is a comedy magician. He'll be performing a <gasps> close-up magic. Is he going to do magic? He'll be doing close-up magic on oh, the trolley snap. tonight. I want to see that. Um, he'll be yeah. doing uh, his famous beer trick, but oh, not, with a, not with a beer because it's supposed to be a uh, family-friendly show, so oh, he'll right. do it with a Coke. A Coke can? Yeah. <gasps> I want to see oh, this. Oh, with a Coke. I thought you meant with. No, you idiot. It's a street. <laughs> Everything you watch say is not this. helpful to me pitching this. Nothing you say is helpful. All right, kids, to me. watch me make this line disappear. Because you're a <laughs> 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 you dick. <laughs> Joanna, language. Children are listening. All right. Did you just, okay. Do you know what I This you know is what the I, perfect place to play that neckline call when it says also, Can we just acknowledge that non-consensual comedy was my thing? Thank yes. You. Okay. I if I ever make that into a real tour, I will Give me credit uh, for yeah, that I'll, title. I'll, I'll give you a cut. Yeah. A cut. <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're referring to. If I play this call though, you've got to allow me to give my thoughts on your non-consensual yes. comedy. Tour. After this call then I will let you say whatever you want. Hey, Nico, man. Don't listen to what anybody says. Have you guys seen this dude's act? It's amazing, man. Oh. See, I'm I'm a fan of cringe comedy. So when Nico's <laughs> up there, <laughs> man, that's art. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, you're a babe, Buzz. Thanks. Stay cool. I don't know. 
<laughs> You're amazing, but he loves cringe I love comedy. I like, I'm a fan of cringe comedy. <laughs> You're an artist, Nico. It's not cringy. Another thing Nico wants to do is he, he wants to reach out and maybe get an opening spot on the Latin Kings of Comedy. That's well, I, I think we should rally to have him do thank that. Thank you. Because I've gotten to host for Joe or open for two of the Latin Kings of Comedy, and I would love to be able to collect them all. But like this a, is like a Pokemon. But this is Paul Rodriguez, <laughs> Joey Medina, Johnny Sanchez, Johnny Sanchez, and and see if you get like on Sesame Street, which of these ones is not like You're, the other. You forgot Gilbert Esquivel. As well. Gilbert Esquivel. Which of these is not the same? Nico Adjemian. Si, si, Joey senor. Medina. Who Me llamo Nicolás Adjemian. Soy de México. Mm-hmm. My family. It's from Ooh, it is cringe comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is? Whatever you're Whatever doing. Whatever you're doing right now, bro. Non-consensual comedy. Thank you. If the s- No, I was... Okay, you guys don't understand how upset you made my grandfather yesterday. He's pulling out our entire... Uh, family tree and lineage to show that you're actually Hispanic Where's or Mexican American. His family? Yeah. All, all my family's from Mexico. Like my, Where in Mexico? Uh, what is? But they they own shops and property in Juarez. Well, the Armenians came from Armenia and then they eventually went through Mexico. They didn't come oh. through Ellis Island. You know, Armenians kind of like can, the Haitians are all coming through right now. Was yeah, something similar they to were that? part of a caravan. Did they have to remain in Mexico for two years? And there that's was how you're no title forty two. Me- no. And what did you say their last name was? Well, Adjimian is the Armenian Mexicans. But then, like my my grandfather, his the Achoas, well, I think. Well, that's my. I want to hear him say it. Ochoa. Oh, all right. Soy Ochoa. Hola, money show. Nico. Nico, you cannot be part of the Latin Kings of Comedy. There's no way. <laughs> First of all, you're circumcised. So that's, you're already out of, the, out of the loop, brother. Everybody knows Latin people, true Mexicans, are not <laughs> circumcised. And that's written in the Constitution. I don't know. I think it was by Pancho Villa. Or maybe it was El Wapo from Three Amigos. I don't know which one, but one of them says a true Mexican is never circumcised. So sorry, Nico. And also, Buzz, dude, why do you why do you let Nico make fun of your girlfriend's voice like that? He's oh making God. her sound like Consuela from Family Guy. <laughs> no, 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 Mr. Buzz, not no, home. Mr. Buzz, no, 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 no. <laughs> That guy's funny. He's not one of our regular callers, but Wait, that was funny. I'm the one who made his the voice sound racist? No. no. Not Buzz? It's Buzz, dude. Buzz is the one doing that voice. Uh, but it's not it's not it's not inaccurate. Though. Onion. On, el onion. <laughs> Tienes el onion. So my mom would I call it. Okay, so I don't know about true Mexicans being circumcised, by the way, okay? I think that might not be a. Oh uh, yeah, that probably isn't right. Yeah, I know a lot of Catholics who don't who don't think like that. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Catholic thing too, buddy. No, it's yeah, not. Totally. A Mexican Catholic. It thing. wasn't even an American thing until like the <laughs> first part of the 1900s. Really, like after World War II, Two. Was, and yeah. everybody started showing. Americans it. were just running around with an elephant trunk. <laughs> Anteater. <laughs> Like that camel thing Obi-Wan Kenobi rides out in the desert. That's Gotta why. milk it. Sea cucumber. I, I, 
<laughs> I just want to say that uh-huh. if the city, if their goal was to discourage people from riding the trolley, oh my god, they they would have a thing where it's like you hey, don't you can, know how it runs. Listen dude. to me. You get on the trolley. Now there is a chance that without your knowledge, you might be subjected to local stand-up comedy. Because we're trying to put this trolley under once and for all. I'm saying if that was their goal, the From idea a, that you might get a nationally on... touring stand-up comedian, comedians. I don't think you know understand how this works. This is something that the streetcar is actually doing pretty cool. They'll have musicians. They have story time. They've drag got queens. drag queens. Comedians was like the one thing you hadn't seen already. So I think it's right. a really cool thing. I'm, have, I'm following drag queens. If I were ever going to be encouraged to use city transportation, public transportation, the last thing I expect is to get on there and there's somebody doing music or comedy or any You're of just that stuff. Have you been on the a trolley? Thief of joy. Have you? Yeah. First of all, he hasn't been on the trolley. No. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> nothing would get the, you out there. There's no reason to be on the trolley. You're, you are not the target. Because you I'm don't hang out downtown. If, if it was like we've got to sink this thing once and for all, I know get some local comedians. If to show we up, if we try to cater everything towards grumpy old white men, that's what we would do for, like for you. If it was like, all right, let's well, just yeah, let's just cater to grumpy man, old white to, men. I'm not trying to finagle a spot on the Latin Kings of Comedy tour. Not a lot of people can. <laughs> so not a lot of people are in that position. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, including today's Am I the A-Hole, which is on the way next. You are. Right after this. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have uh, news headlines coming up. We're going to have an Am I the A-Hole ripped from Reddit coming up shortly. Let's get a look at El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Sunny today, 97. If I there was a little rain in the forecast, I don't know if anybody got any anywhere, but it does not look like uh, we got any on the west side anyway. Mm-mm. Joanna, did it look like there was any rain over it? Not place? in mine, but someone in the app chat said that they did get uh, some rain. Just a lot of wind. Well, let's take a look at that. Let's see how the wind's going to factor in. Uh, winds are going to be pretty moderate today, 5 to 10 miles an hour. And 97 for the high. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 98. Uh, winds are going to pick up in the afternoon, getting up to between 15 and 20 in the afternoon on Saturday. Partly cloudy on Sunday. Again, we're not seeing any rain as part of the official forecast. So partly cloudy, near 100 on Sunday. And winds are going to be in that probably 10 to 15 mile an hour range on Sunday. When we start off the work week next week, we're looking at triple digits. Monday, 101. Tuesday, 104 for the high temperature on Tuesday. It is going to be a hot summer, so make your wet and wild plans early to get the best spot, the best deals on tickets. Right now, you can get your season passes for Wet and Wild Water World for just $59.99, plus tax available at Area Circle K's or online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. Out of uh, Uvalde, uh, the senator for that, the state senator for that district, Roland Gutierrez, says that. The commander on the scene during the elementary school shooting was not informed that panicked 911 calls were coming from the students trapped inside. How could that not be the case? 
you know, if you're getting 911 calls from inside the school and then they don't pass that information along to the police officers outside the school. Right. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Senator Roland Gutierrez, who represents Uvalde, said the pleas for help from inside Robb Elementary School did not make their way to School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo. The senator, Democrat, called it a system failure. The calls were going to the city police, but weren't getting communicated to Arredondo and the other officers on the scene. Gutierrez said, I want to know specifically who was receiving the 911 calls, adding that no single person or entity was fully to blame for the massacre. Since the shooting, law enforcement and state officials have struggled to present an accurate timeline and details of the event. Almost like, almost like they're trying, if I didn't know better, I would almost say, some of these things they're saying are contradictory, and it's almost like they're trying to get a believable story to stick with. Mm-hmm. You know, what? What do you that mean? They're just throwing. You're things. getting nine one one calls, and nobody calls the police who were on the scene to say, "Hey, we're getting calls. There's still shooting going on inside." A lot of this just does not uh, add up. I'm not suggesting any kind of crazy conspiracy or anything. Right? Maybe run of the mill incompetence. The state of Ohio is poised to begin arming employees in their school district as soon as the fall under legislation approved by Republican lawmakers and set to be signed by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. The proposal, which is optional for schools, according to Democrats, sends the wrong message. A week after the massacre of 19 kids and two teachers in Uvalde, Republicans say the measure could prevent such shootings. Lawmakers fast-tracked the legislation. The bill, uh, it says, will protect children by ensuring instruction is specific to schools and include significant scenario-based training. So they're going to train the school employees. But here's the thing. The cops, that's their job. That's what they train for all the time, right? Right. Like they don't have to come up with lesson plans and grade tests and stuff. They and yet they didn't do the right thing. We've heard the state police say that they didn't make the right decisions. So no matter how much training you're going to give teachers, teachers how are they going to be better prepared for something like this? The, the cops whose job it is. And what's going to happen the first time there is a school shooting and a teacher uh who has the training and has a firearm, shoots, misses, and hits an innocent bystander. You know, just think about what the fallout of that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Joanna, I don't know if you're aware of this story, but I guess okay. some, some elected officials in Mexico have reputations for being corrupt. What? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. The former governor of Chihuahua, was arrested in Miami and extradited to Mexico on public corruption charges. Thanks. Former Chihuahua Governor Cesar Duarte was extradited yesterday to Mexico. He faces public corruption charges, conspiring to divert more than 96 million pesos in public funding. Now, do you know how much that is in U.S. dollars? How many pesos? 96 million. Let's About see. a buck fifty. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Four point nine million. 
oh. in U.S. money. Duarte, the former governor's return to Mexico, had been tied up since he was arrested in Miami by U.S. Marshal Services in 2020. Wasn't there a former president who was just like, peace out, I'm moving to Ireland, like as soon as he was done? A Mexican so, president? Yeah, Carlos Salinas. Oh, to well, Ireland. I think that's right. He, after his time as president was over, deuces and just uh, yeah. hightailed it to Ireland. Living in Dublin. <laughs> Got to catch those lucky charms. <laughs> um, U.S. government had turned over the former governor to Mexican authorities. Current Chihuahua Governor Maria Eugenia Campos said, quote, there will be no forgiveness nor forgetting for ex-governors accused of corruption. I guess that's one thing we haven't seen so far after, you know, some pretty high-profile corruption cases. You don't see too many former U.S. politicians going on the hoof to other countries. Jared Kushner got a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, we know where he would go if he had to, right? All right, Nico, you ready to lay out this am I the a-hole question for us? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, if you're all prepared. <clears throat> am I the a-hole is a, uh, is a subreddit on Reddit where people write about something that's going on. I think most of the people suspect... Well, there's a chance I could be in the wrong here, so I just want to ask people, am I am I the a-hole? Yeah, it's usually for situations where people aren't really sure whether they did the right thing or not. And people might have told them in their personal life, oh, you didn't do the right thing. So they're coming I just to want the to say, internet. Going forward, go ahead and send these in, because sometimes our listeners have these, and we're more than happy uh, to address these. But I kind of want to take off the table, everyone's an a-hole, because that's one of the ways you can respond that oh, almost that's going to make Joanna very sad because I know, she's she, always, she always does everyone's the, a-hole. I love that response. Everybody sucks. Right. Here. Yes. No, you got to pick somebody. You got to pick a side. Yeah. I say. So let's hear. All right. Today's. Let me give uh, the title for today's and then you guys can judge based on that. Am I the a-hole for showing the kids what their dad did? My husband was staying at the hospital for some health issues recently. After he got out of the hospital, he started wetting the bed every few nights. We talked to the doctor about it, and they gave us medications, but mm -hmm. they take time. So they suggested that my husband use adult diapers temporarily. He said, no. And since he's too sick to do anything, then I'm the one having to clean up every time. I grew tired of it. He just kept wetting the bed and not even considering diapers at this point. <gasps> Yesterday morning was my final straw. I saw that he'd wet the bed again. And I just kind of went off. I kept talking, but it's like he wasn't listening. Let, let me get this straight. So this is the wife this and is the, the wife. husband, because of some kind of medical issue, is wetting the bed. Is wetting the bed. There's medicine for it, but it's going to take a while for the medicine to... So in the meantime, people re recommend adult diapers. And he, but he doesn't want to do he it. He doesn't okay. want to do it. So she goes off on him. That's where we are now, yes. right? All right. I kept talking, but it's like he wasn't hearing me, and, and he just kept staring at the wall. The kids heard the fuss and came in asking what was going on. I showed them the state the bed and sheets were in and said, See, your dad keeps wetting the bed and throws a tantrum when asked to wear a diaper. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. They stared, and my husband looked shocked. He had them leave the room and then said I shouldn't have done that. 
In my defense, I wanted to defend myself because I thought it was unfair when the kids accused me of yelling at their dad for no reason. How old are these parents? Um, well, the kids' ages are 11 and 13. Oh, yikes. So okay, so the parents could be 40s or 50s? That's of the mocking age. Or 30s. I mean, yeah, late. They could be 30s? I'm just... They could be, could be late 30s, maybe early 40s. Early 40s, yeah. Um... He said, I humiliated him in front of his kids and made him feel terrible. I told him he can be less embarrassed and feel less terrible when he stops wetting the bed like he was a child. He started crying, saying he's struggling with his health and said that I was being cruel and uh, it says descendant, but I think she means um, condescending. condescending. Mm. Okay. And saying I'm trying to turn the kids against him as well as shame him in front of them. My sister visited it, and when I vented to her about it, she said she understood, but I was still in the wrong for getting kids involved. I'm feeling conflicted on whether I did the right thing, maybe to get him to understand how this has been affecting me as well. Am I the a-hole for this? Yep. Yeah. Well, okay, well, here's... So I can't answer everybody sucks here. You cannot, Joanna. Ah. Ah. Right, because that's, that's an easy way to punt it, you know what I mean? But everybody does suck here. He... <laughs> Look, he he has a condition that requires a lot of maintenance and caring. What's wrong with wearing an adult diaper? Right. They gave him like, hey, we're giving you this medication, but it's going to take some time. So in the meantime, just wear an adult diaper. At this point, you should feel shamed if you have to have your wife clean up your mess or accident. Okay, but dragging it all out and calling him out right in front of his kids is taking it to a whole other level. That uh, is uh, that is inappropriate. Okay. Your kids are going to lose all kinds of respect, or they're going to see their father is not able to take care of them anymore. Buzz, it's just I, I understand that thing. point of it, but have you ever been a caretaker? Like, did you ever have to be a, like a home health caretaker or anything like that? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I guess not. No, I, I had a no. baby. It felt like I was changing a lot of diapers when we. Had you babies. even said you went to work the next day after the baby was born. Like, up. Oh, you said you avoided. She's got a mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna miss two days of work. <laughs> I missed one on the day she was born. What I'm saying is, to be a caretaker, to care for another person, it takes a toll. It takes a toll on the caretaker and maybe, themselves. And maybe she spoke out of anger. Yeah, absolutely. And, and frustration. If it, well, if it, it still if, crossed a line. If it was, especially, imagine if it happened not just once, not just twice, but imagine it happened, you know, 15, 20 different times and she has to clean up after him. Well, that's, she doesn't say how many times it happened, but if the medicine's supposed to be kicking in, what does that usually take, like a week, week and a half, two weeks? I, I have no idea what medicine. Antidiuretic? Everybody's Diuretic? Sex. No, you got to oh. pick, Joanna. All right. Maybe she spoke out of frustration and anger. She should not have embarrassed him. In she front should of not the have kids. embarrassed him. But he's also given the option of, hey, in the meantime, be- while your medicine kicks in, just wear this, and it'll save a lot of trouble. Also, and he's being a bit stubborn by right. not doing so. Maybe they're but, super uncomfortable. But he's also the sick one here. He's sick. So I'm going to How go serious with, is the sickness? Right. Is he out of his? Is he out of his mind a little bit? Like is what? it one? Of, I don't know. Could it be in? It said he cried. I mean, for a grown man to cry, it must be affecting his mind somehow, right? Does it say what kind of? No, buzzes him. 
You're the crazy one. Him. Men cry. Yes, Buzz. No, I'm, oh, I'm right. just saying he, his Buzz mental, his mental state must have been affected to cry in front of an, another adult person, you, in front of another person. Somebody hurt you as a child or somewhere where you just bottled it all, all up inside, didn't you? I'm sure just didn't cry if you were a man when I was a kid, when I was growing up. You just... You just didn't do it. He cried that one time that chick broke up with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but alone in the car. <laughs> with, with at this no moment witnesses. by okay. with, At this moment by Vil- you, Billy Vera and the Beaters pumping out on the radio. What did you think I would say at this moment? And I'm just wiping tears away, but I didn't do wow. it in front of anybody. No Especially witnesses. not her. You also got to think about the kids. Like, if they don't know what's going on, all they see is that their dad is... Bed ridden, I assume. Kind of humiliating their dad. And she looks well, like a big bully. Well, no, I'm saying before it, that, even imagine that they just know my dad is sick. He's laying down in bed all the time, and I, 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 and I, I see hear my, my mom, mom yelling at him. Well, I see my mom doing laundry all the time, or I see my mom taking out a bunch of these wet sheets every day. I think that would be embarrassing too. It's a good thing it's number one and not number two. Look, she said she should count her lucky stars. He's worse. doing a R. Kelly and not an Amber Heard, so she should count herself lucky. Actually, yeah. I mean, but both happens. Caretakers have to do both sometimes. By the way, can we agree that from now on we want to call number one and number two? We want to say taking it. R. R. Kelly or Amber Amber Heard. Do you want us to to acknowledge how funny that was? (laughs) Yes, that was very funny. (laughs) He told me that one yesterday. (laughs) I kind of want to make that happen. I got to go to the bathroom. R. Kelly or Amber Amber Heard? Oh, just R. Kelly. I'll be right back. I'm right. going to say... Yeah, let's get our answers in. She's the a-hole. You're saying she's the yes. a-hole. Great. I say he's the a-hole. Uh, well, look, you can. there are degrees. I mean, yeah, he could be a little more mature. Right. But, but he's also in choose. medical distress. And I think you know, with all this crying going on, there's some kind of mental <laughs> distress going on. He's somehow crying. out of right. his mind. And uh-huh. that the mom... You know, by letting the kids see that, like, you can't erase that. Like, that's something they know about their dad. For All right. Well, two to one, I guess it goes down as, she's the a-hole. You, and yeah, you, you are why, the a-hole. You vote she's not the a-hole? Yeah, I vote she's not. I vote he's the a-hole. Ugh, I feel so sorry for that guy. Because he Crying cried. in front of his family. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And it is time for our Friday news headlines. Here's Nico at Jimmy and with the news. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Since the start of Russia's invasion, the Ukrainian first lady has been hiding with her two children. A difficult question her nine-year-old son keeps asking is when the war will end. In discussing the state of the conflict nearly 100 days after Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a special military operation in Ukraine, Olena Zelenska said in, a, in an exclusive interview with ABC News that conceding territory to Russia won't stop the war. You just can't concede parts of your territory. It's like conceding a freedom. Even if we would consider territories, the aggressor would not stop at that. Zelenska noted that the war has been deadly for Ukraine's children, As of Wednesday, 243 children have died as a result of the conflict. In a message to the American people, she implored them to not get used to this war. Don't get used to our pain. Hurricane season is in full swing along Florida's Gulf Coast. Residents in the Tampa Bay area and along much of the Gulf Coast are experiencing heavy rains and the potential for localized flooding from a tropical system making its way through the Gulf. Ten inches of rain could fall before the system moves out of the area. Tropical storm warnings are now in effect for the southern half of the Florida Peninsula, including Miami, Key West, and Fort Myers. 
Tropical storm conditions, which is 39 miles per hour of or greater winds, are expected in these areas tonight into tomorrow. Forecasters are keeping a close eye on the storm that is expected to make its way across the state by tomorrow night. If it becomes a tropical storm, it will be dubbed Alex. President Joe Biden addressed the nation on Thursday evening, calling on Congress to raise the age to purchase guns, bolster background checks, and strengthen red flag laws. This time, we must actually do something, he said. Biden also stated that he supports the efforts by a bipartisan group of senators to negotiate various gun control measures. Democrats and Republicans on Thursday bitterly argued over proposed gun control bills in the House Judiciary Committee, with both sides accusing the other of politicizing the latest slew of mass shootings across the country. The committee held an emergency meeting to advance the Protect Our Kids Act, a package of proposals introduced before shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. It would raise the age limit for purchasing semi-automatic rifles to 21 years old, make it a crime to import or manufacture high-capacity magazines, and further tighten the regulation of unregistered ghost guns and bump stocks, while also incentivizing the safe storage of firearms. The clock is ticking on this. They're supposed to have a piece of legislation ready when lawmakers come back from their break. And with another mass shooting at a hospital complex in Tulsa on Wednesday, families in Uvalde are still holding funerals for loved ones killed last week. Lawmakers are under pressure to find solutions to gun violence. But it's unclear if even the massacre of school children will yield any new results. Major gun safety legislation has failed for decades in the Senate due in large part to the filibuster rule, which requires 60 senators for a measure to advance toward a final vote. Though Democrats hold a razor-thin majority in Congress, they cannot push legislation through the Senate without the support of at least 10 Republicans. Citing this, President Biden told reporters he's not confident lawmakers will be able to pass gun legislation, noting how he served in Congress for 36 years and hadn't done it. Well, I guess you have to ask yourself if you're a voter, do you consider a radical attempt to take away Second Amendment rights by saying... Raise the age limit. Yeah, you got to be 21 instead of 18 to buy one of these, or to say there ought to be background checks, whether you buy it at a gun shop or a show or wherever, wherever, so universal background checks. Does that seem like, does that seem radical to you? I don't think it seems radical, and I think there are polls that show that the majority of Americans, somewhere in the, the 70 percentile, don't think that that's radical. Are those like the, the important? Are those still the same Amer- Americans that are voting? You you could think that it's wrong well, or right. The thing but. is, the the one thing that the that the right does really well is to present this as an all or nothing. It's like if we you know want to have red flag laws or if you want to raise the limit, you know, uh, uh, buying a gun, that's the same as scrapping the Second Amendment altogether. And they're really good at if we've given them voters. an inch, they're going to take right. a mile. It's a slippery slope argument. Um, and, and they're just really good at that messaging and have been for, for three decades now. So over half of Republicans in a new survey say the country seems headed toward another civil war. The poll by the Southern poverty law center questioned both Republicans and Democrats. It found 39% of Democrats thought the U S was headed toward a civil war in the near future, while 53% of Republicans shared the same feeling. In its analysis of the findings, the Law Center said the mood of the country was pessimistic and they will take substantial effort on the part of activists, institutions, and the government to prevent partisan violence. The poll also showed close to half of young people asked were not discounting assassination of politicians as a possible action to take. 
way they're saying we might that might be in play as assassinating politicians. I, I think what it means more is that uh, close to half of young people d- don't think there's that wouldn't have a problem with assassination to get things done if it took uh, eliminating political enemies or political rivals just to get some whatever they want accomplished. Hmm. Political violence. I mean, it's basically saying younger people are okay with or thinking it's okay to have political violence. Matthew McConaughey and wife Camilla Alves are helping the people of Uvalde. The power couple have set up a relief fund for continuing mental health and support for the families and others affected by the Robb Elementary school shooting. The Just Keep Living Foundation statement says the community will need ongoing grief counseling and support on the long road ahead of them. Please join us to help the people of Uvalde, Texas. 100% of your donations to the Just Keep Living Foundation's Uvalde Relief Fund will support grief counseling costs associated with burial services and other immediate and long-term needs of the community. McConaughey has visited his hometown at least twice since the shooting and shortly after the tragedy posted on socials, once again, we have tragically proven that we are failing to be responsible for the rights our freedoms grant us. And how do you spell that? Uh, the just say living, just keep living. Yeah, just keep living. L I V I N. That's what you wanted. Put a G on it. You've messed it up. L I V I N living. Well, Pfizer announced that it has completed its application to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for a three-dose COVID-19 vaccine in children aged six months to five years old, and the federal agency has accepted the application. The FDA said in a statement that it received Pfizer's request for an emergency use authorization. If the FDA decides to authorize vaccines for younger children after the hearing and the CDC's independent advisors agree, it could mean vaccines could be available for those under five years old by the end of June. Last month, Pfizer announced that its vaccine for younger children was 80% effective against symptomatic COVID-19. And President Biden addressed the nation's baby formula shortage Wednesday when asked about when he realized just how urgent the situation was and why he and the administration didn't take stronger action sooner. The president said he didn't find out about the shortage issue until April and didn't anticipate how the February closing of an Abbott nutrition plant would impact America's formula supply. Spokespeople for two of the five infant formula manufacturers explicitly said they had recognized from the start how huge a problem the formula shortage would eventually become. Since U.S. manufacturers did tell him they had anticipated the impact, reporters asked Biden why he, too, didn't see this coming. They did, but I didn't, he answered. The Abbott Nutrition Plant in Michigan is set to resume operations on Saturday. The FDA and the company have said, though it will take another six to eight weeks for its plant to ramp back up to full capacity and get its product out on store shelves and to families in need. I know I asked this question, and I was afraid it was a stupid question, (laughs) but I don't remember what the answer is. Your fears might be founded. Uh Can babies just drink cow milk? (laughs) Joanna, you want to take this one? Uh, For the bajillionth time, Buzz, after they're one-year-old. Really? Like, under one, uh, you couldn't put just, like, cow milk? It could mess up their little... Their little tum-tums. You you generally need an enzyme called lactase to break down milk products so uh maybe babies don't have it yet depends on the baby some babies can start drinking it a little earlier but definitely not little babies okay see buzz a baby is this thing <laughs> when, okay. and i was just asking i think listen, you had one i'm not yeah. disputing years ago. they're basically like little humans 
and their tum tums are smaller than ours. Mm-hmm. You can't so give it can't pork just chops be from chugging a... milk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Did you try and feed your baby a pork chop? I don't think he even tried to feed her. I remember the first time I gave her Dr. Pepper. And did she love it? No, she was like, she was already like almost three. And she goes, oh, daddy, that tooth spicy. <laughs> he misses that stage of her so much. Yeah. He, he does. He tells really me do. stories He does about the her stories. So much. They're always about when she was young and could barely like talk. Yeah. Is it because she doesn't talk to you now? No, no. We've, no, she we, does now. Really, oh, she, she's come around. Yeah, we're, right. we're bonding on a lot of different things. On your mutual hatred for things? Yeah. They're both the snarky and cynical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't deny that child. Yeah, it is mine. That child <laughs> is mine for sure. All right, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin know how to co-parent. Speaking of parenting, the Goop- conscious uncoupler, the consciously the uncoupled conscious- uh-huh. couple, right? That's right. The Goop founder posted photos on her Instagram story of her and Martin cheering daughter Apple, uh, cheering uh, daughter Apple on while she was graduating high school. Paltrow and her daughter have a close bond, and there are plenty of posts celebrating Apple, but this was one of the cutest. Okay. Take your word for it. (laughs) Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado is defending AR-15-style assault rifles. Buck says they are the weapon of choice to defend chicken coops. During a House Judiciary Committee hearing on gun violence this week, Buck now, said... Now, we, uh, my brother and I used to have to sometimes camp out because <laughs> there were coyotes or w- uh, wolves getting in the chicken coop, and we definitely used twenty two rifles. We didn't, we didn't have any... We'd never heard of an AR-15 before. Uh, Buck said AR-15s are used to kill raccoons, foxes, and other pre- uh, predators on ranches in rural, rural uh, Colorado. Well, that seems like a little bit of oh, literally overkill <laughs> to me. He added that any move to deny availability or access to such weapons makes no sense. His remarks came after a string of mass shootings in Texas, New York, and Oklahoma that left nearly three dozen people dead. Oh, those are good memories. My brother and I camping out, keeping an eye on the chicken coop. Chicken coop. And we're supposed to (laughs) shoot the coyote that's been getting in and getting. But what'd you guys eat? What what are you talking about? It It was like... Uh, 40 feet from the back of my grandma's house. Oh, okay. It's not like we had to go out. No, and eat. Okay. Oh, I it was like it chicken was like coop. A steak out yeah, I, I, where you I had to like take provisions. Beef and stuff. jerky and coffee right? in a thermos. <laughs> oh, we can still hear the TV from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, turn it off. I want to watch Gun Star smoke. Trek. Gunsmoke Gun is on. It was a hee haw, probably. <laughs> I love Lucy's on. <laughs> A 911 dispatcher is being fired for the handling of a call from a uh, from a person inside the Buffalo market during the mass shooting. Apparently, and I don't know if this is the same operator or other operators, but some of these operators were just rude. Right. They were just speak up. I can't hear you. Like I and guess the like, behavior well, of the 911 in the middle of a shooting. Yeah, so I'm was sorry just you can't hear me. Despicable. I, I don't want them to know where I'm at. Please speak up. No, but they weren't as polite as you're making it sound. Like the the rudeness that is described, they describe it as, you know, somebody who just was not doing their job well. Well, an Erie County spokesperson said the dispatcher allegedly asked why the caller inside the Topps Market was whispering, and one of the parties then hung up. We told you that the caller shared her her story, and an investigation was then started. The shooting on May 14th at the store killed 10 people and injured three more. 
Erie County has looked closely at their dispatchers since the Tops caller incident and fired another dispatcher for improperly handing a oh, call. Oh, so they did fire that. On May 22nd. Yeah. They've fired two so far. Okay. Yeah. Walmart says it's opening up four new distribution centers that will create 4,000 jobs in the U.S. The company said Thursday that the new centers in Jolie, Jolie Illinois, McCordsville, Indiana, Lancaster, Texas. Joliet? Joliet, yeah. I don't know. You've never seen the Blues Brothers, have you? No. Okay. Is it prominently well, they got out of prison, the prison, the state prisons in Jolie. It looks Joliet. like ballet, like the end of about the word ballet. <laughs> well, uh, how are you? What Joliet? Oh, fancy, mister. I went out of city for college. Yeah, no kidding. He, you took French. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Joliet. I think, I'm pretty sure. sure it's Joliet. And Greencast- Greenca- Greencastle, Pennsylvania <laughs> will open within the next two years and will provide next day and two day deliveries to three fourths of the U.S. New employees at the centers will make anywhere from 16 to $28 an hour. The fulfillment centers will be high tech and that will save workers from walking miles a day to get packaging and then walk back to the items needed to be packaged. Instead, an automated system will deliver the packaging material to the person getting it ready to ship. Even more automation will make the work more efficient for staff. Kim Kardashian is in London with Pete Davidson so they can be closer to the action surrounding the Queen's Jubilee celebration. What? According to, the, <laughs> according to the Daily Mail, sources spilled the tea, saying Kim requested tickets to the concert Saturday from Buckingham Palace, and they denied her. Really? She then allegedly asked the BBC, which also turned her away. Kim is now, insiders say, trying to score a pair any way she can. Here's the thing. Some 10,000 tickets were allocated via a public ballot. And 7,500 have been given to key workers, those in the armed forces, volunteers, and charities. So there's, Oh, God, I, ho- I hope she doesn't get this ticket to this thing she wants to go to. So there's now, really now that's no way I'm, for her to get I'm any. really invested in this now. I hope Kim she, Kardashian, she doesn't get to go to this thing that she really her. wants to go to. Yeah, she, she should be denied once in her life. Kerr. <laughs> right? <laughs> who's with me? <laughs> Did you just stand up? Yeah, yeah, who's with me? There's only two of us here. <laughs> He's ready to walk out now. <laughs> like you want her to be denied just He's one thing go in life. He's gonna rally with Mike and Iris next door. You guys, hey, listen. we gotta stop this from happening. They probably asked Pete Davidson. Pete, are you worried that you won't be able to get a ticket to the Queen's Jubilee? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I got BDE. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'll keep you okay updated. That's his Chad character. Is it? Yeah, that's the one character that Pete Davidson did, was Chad. And finally, as the Scripps National Spelling Bee returned to full in-person competition this year. Oh, you know what? Let's take a break, because this deserves attention. Can we come back and talk? Because it went to some kind of sudden death, and for once... A spelling bee was exciting. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna hear <laughs> we're gonna hear the excitement of all of the sudden death action. Oh my god, going on this at the just script be, spelling this bee. Should just be the format for spelling bees from now on. Sudden death. <laughs> <laughs> Two spellers enter. One speller leaves. <laughs> In the octagon. <laughs> Let's take a break, and we'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, a couple of... uh, You are such a dick sometimes. A couple of (laughs) behind-the-scenes notes. Uh First of all, 
The reason we have donuts is because our coworker Iris brought us donuts for National Donut Day. Oh, how nice. You that scared the hell world. out of Anne. <gasps> you scared Anne? Yeah. It wasn't me. It was Nico. Hold on. Let me talk about donuts for a second. How do people know we have donuts? I just... I think I was mentioning that we had donuts. National Donut Day. It's National Donut Day. Woo! A uh, partial list of where you get discounted or free donuts for National Donut Day. You can get one free donut at Krispy Kreme. No purchase necessary. Isn't that their thing? Aren't they the one that's always like, if there's a light, you can go in and get a free glazed donut? Yep. Uh, this is not just a regular glaze, though. They say you can choose any type <gasps> of donut you want. <sighs> Oh, snap. Uh, give me a bear claw. <laughs> Does that count as a donut? I don't think so. Ooh, I want one that's filled. Give me a pie. You want a filled donut? Mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts offering one free donut if you buy a drink. 7-Eleven has a buy one, get one donut deal all weekend for members of their loyalty program. Also, a bunch of Salvation Armies. Uh, locations around the U.S. are handing out donuts today. When you say Salvation Armies, Army, <laughs> make it sound like an Sal- actual army of people. Salvation Army. A lot of people don't know that they actually started National Donut Day all the way back in 1938. Really? Salvation Army. Uh, let's see. So National Donut Day. Mm-hmm. Recent poll found over 90% of Americans like or love donuts. Only 1% of respondents say that they dislike them enough to say that they hate donuts. Well, you hate happiness. I don't I don't hate donuts, I can tell you that. Yeah. Also, Americans' favorite types are glazed, mm. Boston cream, mm. and chocolate frosting. Mm. You like a maple bar? Yeah. That's yeah, good. The screaming that dis, uh, that uh, frightened our receptionist, Nico, screaming. Just somebody innocently. I heard innocently, the scream from down here. You're such he a He gets dick. so startled. He's on the way out of a room, and I'm on the way Out of a room? It. I was coming out of the bathroom. Nobody expects to be scared when they're coming out of a bathroom. Why I, would you do that? I was just going in. No, you, you weren't. Were you went, and I screamed so loud. Anne came out. She said, "Like she said, her heart was racing." <gasps> Buzz, you scared Anne. She, no, our, I didn't, our lovely, I didn't scare wonderful I receptionist. I scared Nico, and Nico scared Anne. That's what actually happened. You're the proximate cause. All right, tell me about the uh, the spelling bee. The spelling bee got exciting. There's some kind of sudden death or some kind of like bonus lightning round or something in this spelling bee that I wasn't aware of. That's right. Well, uh, as the National Spelling Bee returned to full in-person competition this year, some history was made last night as 14-year-old Texas girl uh, Harini Logan of San Antonio won in Washington, D.C. She won the first ever spell-off that they had. Logan received a trophy and a $50,000 check after defeating 12-year-old Vikram Raju in a spelling duel to see how many words the contestants could spell correctly within 90 seconds. Harini correctly spelled 21 of the 26 words. So 
instead of like sitting there and asking for the you it's you got to do it as fast as you can yep, as many as you can so they're not sitting there can i have the origin of the word exactly can i can you pronounce it again they're just going through them as fast as they can and they're so these aren't even words that i'm aware of do you want to hear uh 12 year old vikram raju competing first I couldn't use a single one of those words in a sentence. I had no idea what... I, I couldn't <laughs> hear some of them, yeah. Right. Um, do you want to hear uh, the winner, Miss 14-year-old uh, Harini Logan of San Antonio? Uh, sure, yeah. Here she is. The hell out of here. <gasps> what? Excuse me? What? Mel- I'm sorry, it was Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks? <laughs> well, she misspelled Mel Brooks. They didn't catch it, but that's not how you spell Mel Brooks. What was the Hocus Pocus one? It sounded like a Harry Potter incantation. Yeah, the very first one. What was it? Nipophia? <laughs> Nipophia. Nipophia? Nipophia? I'm give it a... I don't know. What the hell? Wow. Like, that was impressive. Genius children right there. Those words I've never even heard of. Well... Um, we activated the spell off because it was the best chance to show the extent of these spellers' preparation. B Executive Director Dr. J. Michael Dernell said, "Clearly, they demonstrated their deep capacity for the competition. As for Logan, she's just thrilled to have won. Just so surreal," she offered. "This is such a dream. Here is the moment when Miss Harini won the champion and was named uh, the winner." It's nice that they got the guy from. Ferris Bueller to be the host. Bueller. Harini. Ben Stein. Success. Yeah, Ben Stein. You successfully <laughs> s- spelled 21 of the words. Didn't it make the spelling sound super exciting, though? First of all, if I don't even recognize them as words, it's just beyond. Like, I, I can't be impressed anymore. You know, it's like, I, Why? Don't, even know, I don't even know those that those are words. You should be impressed that these teenagers... These children. You should just test know. them on things I get autocorrected, like receipt. <laughs> <laughs> receipt. Yeah, yeah. They need to throw more I before E except after C type of words. Because those are the ones that always trip me up. These words sound like incantations more than anything. Incantations. They're going to summon the devil at one point. Well, and with the news, Anika. I got a few uh, calls off the neckline. And I think we have a moment or two that we could share some of these. So, mm, I want to make sure that I don't accidentally play Dean. <laughs> those are just extremely racist. I can't oh, play no. those. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, here's a call that came in yesterday that we didn't get around to. Hey, buddy, just listening to the call this morning about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict. Being on the other side of the coin of all of this, uh, of all of this kind of uh, accusations, it is very, very nice to see a little bit of day of truth come out because crazy is on both sides, and finally we have a little bit of crazy coming out and setting the record straight that not all Me Too is Me Too, and people like Amber Heard who throw that out there so frivolously set the clock back. As Nico was saying, yes, Nico had a very, very salient, intelligent point that he made here, so kudos to that nice young man there. So, anyway, guys, just wanted to give you a little take on that, and uh, maybe I can give you some uh, gossip details a little bit later on about how nice life is doing these days. All right, take care, guys. Bye. 
Did that guy say coming from the other side of the coin, like he had been faced like the same kind of accusation? It sounded probably. like it, right? That's interesting. I wonder what did I what say? What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? The, yeah, that that this guy would support. Uh, Amber Heard's attorney was on uh, yesterday. She was talking about this was all social media. If this hadn't been on TV like it was in the UK, if it, she would have won. I guess Amber Heard won a similar case in the UK, but they didn't have cameras. I mean, I know they have social media in the UK, but here's what Amber Heard's attorney had to say. She also answers the question about whether or not Amber Heard has any money to pay uh, the judgment against her. I've got a lot of calls that are coming in. I'm not the only one who wants to talk about the greatest series ever on <laughs> streaming, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. God. A lot of callers want to opine about this as well. Uh, but some of them are doing it in ways that don't include spoilers. So uh, I thought we'd get to some of those. I have an article. Uh, I don't. I mean, it is a spoiler article if you read the article, but it's it's totally even a spoiler the, article. I think it's titled, well, obviously Obi-Wan and Vader will have to fight again. And uh, it's based on something that happens in the original Star Wars. Vader says, when last we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the teacher. And it's like, well, that fight that we just saw this week on Obi-Wan Kenobi, he wasn't a learner at anything except how to kick Obi-Wan's ass. I mean, that was just an ass whipping. So for Vader to say that when they meet on the Death Star, I think they've there's got to be another fight. Mm -hmm. And this is a standalone se I wish they would announce a second season. Has anybody said anything about that, about another season? I think it's just supposed to... And we're halfway through this thing that's so great on... Uh, Disney Plus, Obi-Wan mm -hmm. Kenobi. There's only six episodes. We've already got three of them. And you're halfway. How do you feel? Like the sun will never rise again. <laughs> <laughs> you got three episodes of sun left, buddy. Uh, so we'll take some of these uh, neckline calls. And we'll be back with entertainment news. Joanna's got that on the way. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. On the way Sunday, it's our Q Connected, your connection to new rock and also local rock. New rock from September morning. You get ready for the concert. September morning is going to be performing later that night, Sunday night, at the Rock House. So check out new music. Also, Saliva is back. Uh, Saliva, at one time, one of the biggest rock bands. And they are on the comeback trail, so you're going to hear new music from Saliva. The local spotlight is going to be on Borderland Band's Intentions, Steel Lake, and Kill Devil Theory. That is Q Connected Sundays 5 to 7 on KLAQ, also streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. And it's brought to you by the Rock House 9828 Montana. Don't forget, uh, September morning this Sunday at the Rock House. Let's uh, grab a few more phone calls, and then Joanna's got entertainment news. Do you want me to get to the to the ones the people that have questions about the Obi Wan Kenobi series? <laughs> uh, the Boys is back for season three. The so Boys, that's yeah. 
Uh, they're Amazon, right? Prime. They are Amazon, yes. Prime. Amazon Prime. I thought it was kind of slow. I hope it picks up. Well, cause... I'm going to start season two just so I can catch up. All right. Here's our first call about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> I have a complaint about the uh, Obi-Wan the series. Oh. Um, the first two episodes, how come nobody could catch up? This is Leia. Ooh. Sorry, spoilers, no guys. One can catch what? Princess Leia. Is she running or something? She yeah, is. a lot. She's, she's a, a little, child. She's a little girl. She's a little girl. Okay. She, she didn't run that fast. She she like ran like a toddler and uh, Flea and uh, Obi Wan can't catch up there. Flea, because Flea plays a kidnapper in this. I'm sorry, oh, man. We're just, just doing spoilers yeah, now. I just can't hold it in. No, anymore. I think the rule was the weekend, and so it's already been two weekends, so free range, dude. Also, don't care. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's really frustrating. Also, the Mandalorian, uh, how come he's going to park closer to where he needed to be? He always had to think of like, an animal to where he needed to go. Or, you know. <laughs> I think he switched up to a criticism of the Mandalorian. Why couldn't he just land his ship at the plate? Why did he always have to get on the back of a big, like, Frog creature or something. Yeah, that's a that's a good I, that's a good observation. Well, you couldn't park closer to where he needed to be. Yeah, all right. Okay, sorry about mm-hmm. that. You don't care. You're never gonna watch. Who mean no? She's not a Star Wars person. Have you ever seen a, anything Star Wars? Yeah, love the Mandalorian. Oh, you did <laughs> like the Mandalorian. Yeah, but you're not interested in Obi Wan Kenobi. Not really. But you're telling me it's great. Oh my god! Hey, good morning, Buzz. Um, just calling in. Uh, wanted to ask you a question. To uh, what your expert opinion might be on this uh, particular subject. Uh, not going to mention any names or whatnot, but uh, I just wanted to know what your opinion was on why uh, this particular individual didn't fight uh, or continue to proceed through the fire over it or even because obviously he had the capability to extinguish it and pretty much letting his foe um, walk away. He's trying to avoid avoid spoilers. spoilers, I appreciate that. That's nice. So there's a face-off between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader and Vader is just kicking his ass. Like, Obi-Wan doesn't stand a chance. And then uh, somebody helps Obi-Wan out. Let's just say there's a fire in between them. And we had just seen Darth Vader use the Force to extinguish a fire. Like, he's, you know, used the Force to suck all the oxygen or whatever. Anyway, he ended a fire. He All of a sudden, now he can't get to... That's how Obi-Wan makes his escape. And he has to escape because we've got three more episodes and we know that he's still alive when mm-hmm. the first Star Wars happens. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. And I just wanted to know what you think why exactly um, he um, may have had some sort of uh, uh, soft heart for the particular situation, so to speak. Okay. Uh, well, that scene that he's talking about, I, I even wondered aloud... Is it some kind of Frankenstein scenario where it's like he's this big bad, but he's still he's afraid of fire? Because remember how what happened on that on Mustafar? Attention, yeah, yeah, right. So maybe he's like, oh, I'm, oh, I can't stand fire. 
Yeah, that's exactly why. Ugh, fire bad. I think you, you, yeah, you even said it was the Frankenstein. When we watch it, you brought yeah. that up. Oh, he's having the Frankenstein reaction. But he was just using the fire as a weapon. I mean, he wasn't afraid of it when he was. I kind of want to say everything that goes on because there's a little part of me <laughs> that worries about spoilers. But Is there? Not great, I, and, right. Uh, I'll, I'll get exactly what. Your opinion is too, I'm sure, without This is almost more confusing. Spoilers, so to speak. Okay. This is later. Have a good morning, guys. By by just having like a, when that one person did that one thing and well, they went around I mean he had to get away. The character Obi Wan. Obi Wan and so. Darth Vader confront each other. Does it make a whole lot of sense that Darth Vader couldn't extinguish like seconds after we saw him use the force to put out why did he put out this fire? Uh and then he does kind of watch him just Run away! I think it was kind of like he a, doesn't even run away. the the one the the loader robot comes out and picks him up oh, and right. lumbers away. It's not even like he was going fast, but I think listen, it's showing that sure, Darth Vader still has. We could nitpick this part. Darth Vader still has <laughs> sentimentality or sentimental feelings towards Obi Wan. I no, think that's what that was no, showing. No, no, yeah. no, no. He was that he gonna, let him escape. No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. If he did, it's just like the way that a. A cat, a cat lets a mouse yeah. think he's escaped. Yeah. Why else? Uh, he, you, you said it yourself. He extinguished a bunch of fire right bef- two seconds right before that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody, and then all the, so there are stormtroopers in this scene. They're like, we can't get through. We're blocked off. We can't get through. It's like, Lord Vader, do that thing you just did where you made all the fire disappear. Why don't you do that again? <laughs> did you think I had a pretty good Darth Vader voice going on yesterday? When we were messing around with it, sure, yeah, yeah. just fair. Yeah, it's fair. I'm only good for extinguishing one fire. <laughs> I have to recharge the force until I can extinguish another fire. <laughs> Do you work on all fires, like electrical? Fire is fire. <laughs> fire bad. All right, Joanna. What? If that hasn't convinced you to watch Obi Wan, oh, nothing yeah. will. You sell it so well. Time for entertainment Hollywood headlines with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be opening a portal to Disney Plus soon. Marvel Studios has announced the movie will be arriving on Disney Plus on June 22nd. While Spider-Man No Way Home preceded Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it was distributed by Sony rather than Disney and is currently only available for purchase or rental. It is not included on any streaming services yet, but reports do say that if Spider-Man No Way Home does go to streaming, it will be on Stars. Oh, interesting. Spider-Man was a Sony movie. Yes. So does that mean it's not part of the MCU? No, it's a co-production. They both did it. Right. right. Netflix has renewed Is It Cake for season two. <laughs> is It Cake? Have you guys seen an episode or even a scene of Is It Cake? I've seen scenes Let of it. Let me cut yeah. into this. And sometimes I get bamboozled and I'm right. like, oh my God, that was cake. That was cake. It was cake. It's like, there was one, I swore. I could have sworn that was an office chair. I swore it was a balloon. <laughs> I was like, that's a balloon. And then they cut into it, it was cake. And it was cake. Was it floating even? It looked like it was. Oh my God. Uh, 
Mikey Day hosts the series and <laughs> expect it to return for season two. Season two will also feature a new lineup of contestants and guest judges. Is It Cake proved to be quite popular upon its debut in March. The show spent four weeks in Netflix's top 10 English TV list and reached the top 10 in TV in 75 countries. It is fascinating, but I can't imagine anybody watching it without being a little drunk or stoned or something. Like, I can't imagine anybody. Can you imagine just, just being like, like tuning in and watching the whole time, this? Like, oh, it was cake. I really feel like cake uh, right now. Yeah, mm. I can totally imagine just that. Just imagine that. The boys, Chase Crawford says Aquaman stands send him hate mail on the daily, but jokes on you because the, that's the reaction the deep is exactly what the deep exactly wants we all know that the whole point of the series is to make fun of superheroes right if that sounds incredibly obvious to have to spell out well some sensitive stands may need that reminder chase crawford who plays the aquatic hero the deep told gq that certain comic book fans aren't pleased with the resemblance to another fictional character and he shared quote occasionally on instagram i'll get a f you fish guy you think it's funny to make fun of aquaman to which he says yes that is precisely, but not exclusively, what The Boys is all about. I don't think it's all about making fun. I mean, that's definitely part of it. But mm-hmm. I think it's also like, if there were people with superpowers, some of them would be very toxic. And some of them maybe wouldn't be toxic he without the power. He does mention toxic fans with this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's only about making fun of superhero tropes, although that's mm-hmm. definitely a big part of it. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who feels protective of your fictional favorite characters, uh, the boys simply may not be for you, says Chase Crawford. <laughs> this, uh, I was able to watch most of the first episode last night because they released it early. It's, okay. it's back on Was this Amazon season Prime. four? Three? Three. Three. Season three. Season three. Kind of dragged, I thought. Two. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, Maybe I mean, my standards are like now right if Darth now, Vader yeah. doesn't show up and just you're start still, snapping necks, I'm not going to be impressed yeah, by it. Yeah, you're still on that high from Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> right. so everything else just seems so bleh. Give me more. I got that Kenobi fever. <laughs> Marvel Studios is reportedly courting big names to direct the Fantastic Four reboot, bringing the superhero family of Mr. Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, the Human Torch, and the Thing into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. John Watts officially stepped away from the MCU and the Fantastic Four reboot in April, and now, according to Deadline, MCU head Kevin Feige is considering an established filmmaker to helm the reboot. In a series of tweets, uh, Deadline reported Fantastic Four is easily Marvel's top open directing assignment, adding that the studio is unlikely to fill the position anytime soon as they are not even close to cutting down on the long list of candidates. I feel like it's also fraught with all kinds of danger. It would be like, like transporting nitroglycerin. It's like, yeah, this would be great if you're going to be able to pull it off. But if you don't, it could be a real disaster. <laughs> like transporting nitroglycerin? Yeah. <laughs> Helming a Fantastic Four. For whatever reason, uh-huh. Fantastic Four has not been as successfully translated to film. It has not. In my opinion. And the first one, okay, so the first one <laughs> where they turn into Fantastic Four uh-huh. was okay. Would you say it was okay? It was okay back in those standards back With in the Jessica day. Jessica Alba? Yeah. yeah. And then Michael the second Chickles. one where Silver Surfer shows up was only okay. Okay. And I thought both the villain, the Galactus in that one was so lame, and the Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, was, by Julian McMahon, mm-hmm. was not great. And then they rebooted it with Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan, 
and, and that Jamie was Bell. That was the worst. And it was so bad, I didn't go bother. It, like, it got such universal bad reviews from critics and fans alike that I didn't go see it at the theater. I waited till it was on TV. <laughs> okay. And then I, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see if it's that bad. Was it? You know, it's almost like it works the other way. When somebody tells you a movie's so great, sometimes that can influence you and you go see it. It's like, okay. I wasn't that good. Yeah, right. Right, right. Like I remember before I had seen uh, something about Mary, people were like, it is the funniest movie, hands down, the funniest movie ever made. And when I went to go see it, it's like my expectations were too high, too high. I was like, it's okay. Well, it was just the opposite. I was watching the Fantastic Four that came out about six or seven years ago. I was like... Yeah, it's terrible, but it's not that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is objectively it's awful, but it's not that awful. So, mm, all right. And finally, I regret to inform you that it is somehow Morbin time once again. Prepare yourselves accordingly Morbius. because Morbius is coming back to theaters this weekend. I'd rather watch a 2-hour movie about Mobius, the Owen Wilson character from Loki, <laughs> than Morbius. Ah, nice. You could have said Morpheus. I'd rather watch a two-hour movie about Morpheus from <laughs> Matrix. This news comes on the heels of those damn Morbius memes that could very much have had a real impact on the major studio's film pro- programming logic. Oh, right, here you go. Morbius, worse than any Fantastic Four movie. Oh, snap. Well, it's it having right a big cult following. Like It is. Underground because it's of how bad it is. It's called a misunderstood no, masterpiece. No, people are saying it's a masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, but they're saying that. Because ironic. of the memes. No, no they're not. Yeah, they've got to be. And that's why they're greenlighting probably a sequel because right. it, it, they expect really <laughs> high uh, Blu ray sales or DVD sales. Yeah, exactly. It's doing very well on the Apple streaming service. I guess it's available to rent there. And so they're anticipating high sales of Blu rays. No, this isn't ironically good. This isn't so bad it's good. This is not any kind of good. Morbid is bad. bad. Just bad. Well, it's Morbin time. Prepare yourself. It's Morbin. Who says it's Morbin yeah, who time? Who says it's Morbin time? That's the time. whole thing that was trending this Th- past that weekend. That doesn't even make sense unless it's, it's supposed to be time. like it's clobbering time, mm-hmm. maybe. Like it's it's Morbin time. Morbius. No, I thought it was Morphin time, like a That's Power Rangers. That's from Power Rangers. Oh, all right. Whatever. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. All right, let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. In the NBA Finals game one last night, the Celtics battled back in the final minutes to beat the Golden State Warriors in game one, 120 to 108. Game two is Sunday as Golden State hosts. That Larry Bird was looking great last night. Just up and down the court. Right, some you know, great inside play by big man Robert Parrish. You know, occasionally they kick it out to Danny Ainge for a three pointer. Yeah, that's when I was into. That's when I was really into the NBA. Was the eighties? Could man. you name anybody on the Celtics right now? You know, I, I might, but it might be somebody who who hasn't been on the team like in five years. <laughs> Rajon Rondo. I say. <laughs> Maybe Rajon Rondo's something. All right, let's see. An astrophysicist professor in Texas says that we might be able 
to colonize other worlds using rogue planets. Also, if we're able to find a rogue planet and explore it, we might find that aliens are already doing this. So I guess rogue planets zip through space, but they aren't attached to a star. Right. Uh, This professor thinks we could potentially hitch a ride on one of these. Now you're thinking, well, how are you going to do that without an atmosphere? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you going to do that without an atmosphere? Some of these rogue planets might have... Atmosphere. No, they won't have atmospheres, but they might have oceans. Oh. And it could possibly sustain life under the ocean. These might even be subterranean oceans. Life. In some of these. Finds a way. Finds a way. Does that come out this week? I need to know so no, I can skip it. No, next week. June 10th, I think. They're really pulling out all the stops by bringing back the stars from the original, right? Yeah. The Jurassic World was not very good. I thought and they were the just sequel, bringing back... It was um, all right. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. No, no it shows Sam Neill, Lord Dern. Yeah. Your main cast is back. All they need to do is bring back Nedry. Newman. Newman. Newman is great. I think he got ate up by little dinosaurs, though, didn't he? He did. Joanna, do you want to hear? I'm just reading an article here on BuzzFeed. Okay. Behind the scenes facts from Stranger Things season four. (gasps) You just got her. You just roped her in. I'm going to give that a try. Like I say, I tried to sit down and watch season four without watching season two or three. Yeah, you don't need to. Skip those. Yeah, but I couldn't get into it. And I I thought I was very (laughs) confused. Because you're a little lost, maybe. (laughs) Noah Schnapp. Mm Mm-hmm. Asked the Duffer brothers multiple times to change Will's bowl cut. Oh my God, that bowl cut. <laughs> but it's no awful. luck. What are That's... these kids, like 35, 40 now? <laughs> I think they're like 18, 19 <laughs> okay, maybe. Okay. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown shaved head is actually a wig this season. Oh my God. It takes That's an amazing. hour to apply. But on season one, it was shaved it for was real. It was shaved, yeah. <gasps> Brett Gelman, who plays conspiracy theorist Murray, Murray, spent three months in karate training since his character has a black belt. <laughs> what? Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> I figure it's only fair if I'm going to talk about a show you're not watching that uh-huh. I talk a little bit about a show that I'm not watching. But I'm going to okay. try. I am going to try again. Okay. Dacry Montgomery? Dar- Dacry? I think it's Daker. Daker? Daker Mc- Montgomery. Returned as mm-hmm. Billy to confront Max, but they oh filmed separately God. and almost a year apart due to COVID restrictions. Are you saying you Dacry? Daker? Daker. I think it's Daker. Couldn't leave Australia, so his parts were filmed over Zoom. Oh my God. Well, he's only there for a bit. That scene, though, amazing. Everybody knows that Dear Billy scene is amazing. This must be what it's like when I'm talking about, like, oh, Nick Vader shows up and he's just walking down the street. I know, because I'm loving this. This is exactly what it's like. (laughs) Jamie Campbell Bauer Mm -hmm. isolated himself before filming to get into character. Oh, my God. Amazing. Should I? uh, This one has a spoiler alert attached attached to it. I think everyone's okay Uh, with spoilers now. He isolated himself before filming to get into character as the season's villain, Vecna. Vecna! 
He also used post-it notes to remind himself of the character's motivations. Speaking of Vecna, the transformation process would take around seven and a half hours, which included... (laughs) I don't know what I'm about to say here, which included lube for his slimy exterior. He does look slimy. What? Is he like a monster? Yes. Like from the first season? Uh, Not from the first season. But he's not like that monster from the first season? He's kind of like a human skeleton monster. Okay. But it's clearly a dude. It's a dude, yeah. Like the Demigorgon from the first season was, was that a guy in a Demogorgon. costume? or was What? Demigorgon. Get it right. I said Demigorgon. Demigorgon. Okay. <laughs> I mean, was that a guy in a suit or was that CGI? Probably. Okay. Joe Quinn's wig for Eddie uh-huh. was originally supposed to look like David Bowie's hair in Labyrinth. Oh, nice. <laughs> Is Eddie the one with the, the missing teeth? No, that's Dustin. Hmm. And I don't want to be dramatic, but I would die for Eddie Munson. <laughs> now, who's that again? He's one of the new characters in this season. And you, you finished it up, right? I did. It's so good. So what's the plan going forward for television this weekend? I'm going to watch season two of The Boys so that I can start watching season three. How many episodes are up for season three? I believe two. I you know two? I only got into one, but it looked like they had maybe another, another episode. See, this is where I kind of F up a little bit because they do like a, uh, an episode a week, I think. Oh, yeah. And then, so I tell myself, oh, when the whole season is up, oh, I'm yeah. going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't do that for season two. Of the boys. Of the boys. Because there was just That's so what many I things do. to watch, dude. So there are a bunch of gas-saving devices that are popping up on places like Amazon. They're all scams. What, what, what are the devices? <laughs> Flux capacitors? Well, whatever it is, they're saying really the only like life hack you could do uh, to save gas, make sure your tires are inflated, yeah. is what they're saying. <laughs> Drive slower. Let me see. There's a slideshow. Uh, you know, these look like little gadgets that you could buy for five or six bucks, but... Plug it into your car's USB slot. Miracle 3, the world's only fuel-saving device. They want $298 for that, but they're saying definitely... Definitely a scam. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. The Fuel Shark Fuel Shave Saver, twelve ninety nine for a two pack. Uh, the Vortex generators, which you're supposed to attach to the top of your car, and they cost up to eighty five dollars. Likewise, well, that's true. Fuel it, magnets. Go back to the other one. In, Vortex generators. Yeah, in in Formula One racing. Uh, they get these little vortices. Vortices, the, the air spins around, and it kind of helps the car's fuel fuel economy. Well, this is on a car website, and it says these gas-saving devices are complete. Scams. Well, it might not work for when you're going at like sixty. Like it probably won't work speed. until you until you're going two hundred yes. miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, the F one Z double fuel saver turbinator fan. Well, that sounds like a joke. I a mean, that sounds like, yeah. You got to put this Turbinator fan on, man. Aquatune, you can get one of those for your engine for six thousand five hundred seventy-nine dollars. But guess what? It's on the list of scams. Um, but I guess it 
it helps some if you make sure your tires are inflated at the proper level. Here's a survey. We mentioned a lot of surveys. More than they surveyed Americans making at least a quarter million a year in the 250,000 uh, income bracket. You ready? More than a third of those people said that they're still living paycheck to paycheck. Isn't that surprising to you? Yeah, that is surprising. Like if somebody's making two hundred fifty grand a year, that they're still like that's a millionaire to me. But at the same time, where do they live? Is it New York? Is two hundred fifty thousand well, the same as? I th- I think this might be a thing. Like when you start off your career and you're making, like throw out a number that would be considered pretty low for a starting job, twenty five, thirty thousand. I mean, is that a realistic sum for somebody to make? Sure. Yeah, you're broke at the end of the month. And then when you make more, say you get to the point where you make it twice as much, you're still broke at the end of the month because it's not enough money to make you wealthy. It's got to get up there. You like you can still live beyond your means even if you're right. making it's easy. 100 grand or 200 grand a year. It's easy to, you know, you get more expensive hobbies. You move into a bigger place. Uh, I wonder what the wealth level is you have to get to where it's like, yeah, I'm making so much I don't even worry about that. You know, to month, me, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. If somebody reached two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're yeah, saying should you should be, be able to live within be, your means. Yeah, you should be comfortable. Yeah, one third of Americans making that kind of money say that they're not able to. Neckline number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. And we get a lot of messages into the neckline. So let's listen to a couple couple others that we have gotten. There was no better display of Nico's low IQ than when he thought. <laughs> is this Smooth Brain yeah, Guy? Smooth like, brain. even when Smooth Brain yeah. Guy doesn't want to be identified as... Anybody who's this obsessed with IQ, because everyone has to do with IQ, yeah, is somebody who's very insecure about, about, their, IQ. Intel, about their IQ. <laughs> or who brags about it to right, whoever right, right, right. will listen. Like anybody who begins every conversation with something about someone's comparative IQ is somebody who's very, very insecure about their IQ. There was no better display of Nico's low IQ than when he thought... That he was making some sort of intellectual point when he said that a centrally controlled uh, energy sector would lower the price of fuel rather than different companies and competition. Just a complete low IQ point. Uh, That's number one. Number two, uh, why is everyone so fixated on AR-15s? You do know that more than 90% of gun crime and gun violence is committed with pistols, right? Uh, Just in Chicago over the weekend, more than 50 people were shot. And that's... God, that is always the he argument just goes people into go talking, to. He goes into talking points. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Chicago, it's like, you mean gang violence? Yeah. You're talking about like a drive-by shooting? Yeah, I believe that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, we're talking about different issues here. Yeah, we're freaked out because when somebody wants to do a school shooting or a church shooting or a grocery store or a Walmart shooting, they use one weapon they really go with, and it seems to be like a weapon that was designed for that purpose. 
does it, how's this guy so proud of his IQ, but then it almost immediately goes to where he's reading? <laughs> you know, he's he's obviously reading something. I, I weekend get, after weekend after weekend. I guarantee you this guy suffers from Dunning-Kruger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you should also try to look up the stats on how many self-defense and deterrence uh incidents there are using ar-15s and other weapons because that's a stat that not a lot of people follow yeah look that up how often has somebody saved their life from a home intruder using an ar-15 i yeah i don't i I don't know those off the top of my head what are they it doesn't seem like a really great device for home protection and don't care to hear about uh number three the point that you tried to make, Buzz, about, oh, you don't trust the teacher to pick what books to read, but you want them to defend your child? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think my child who's in second grade needs to learn that boys are actually girls and girls are actually boys because you might think that. Children don't need to learn any of that at that young age. Uh, they're not remotely interested in sexual orientation or anything sexual. So it's just a useless theory uh, to teach kids that'll just lead to confusion. Uh, Mass shootings also don't only happen in the U.S. You keep saying that, Nico. Remember the Charlie Hebdo shooting uh, in France, the other shooting in France in the concert where 130 people were killed, and the uh, Christchurch shooting in New Zealand. So these things happen all over the world. Just because you don't hear about them doesn't mean they don't. Of course we heard about those. And when the Christchurch shooting happened... It was the biggest deal. And... New Zealand very quickly implemented very strict gun, nothing close to what Democrats are asking for in this country. The way that New Zealand responded to the Christchurch shootings is not even, you could find the most anti-gun legislator. They shut down uh, the ability for New Zealanders to get guns in a way that even the most anti-gun like this never, is not even, never even considered like stuff that Beto's not even talking about. Okay, stop being ignorant. You all have smooth brains. That's totally smooth uh, brain guy. Yeah. Good job, man. You know he has that he has that Dunning Kruger effect where, where he is so sure because I'm saying this and I am so convinced again. that I'm so D- smart everything I'm saying must be accurate and anybody who disagrees with me must be it, it's a type of bias tragically dumber than I am Joanna it's a type of bias that people have when they overestimate their knowledge or ability in areas what they have no experience in mm. um, and. I, I feel like that could apply to a lot of us, but uh, we don't call into shows have, to demonstrate it. Does he smooth brain guy have like a kid who's in second grade? He really comes off as like a know-it-all 18-year-old yeah. to me. I mean, he really comes off as All like All right, a, let me tell you, ignorant fools, fools how, well, how the world really works. Yeah, right. If If he actually has a child that's old enough to be in grade school... Dude, you need to grow. And I like how his, the examples he brings up of mass shootings in the world are like old. Charlie Hebdo happened like ten years ago. Christchurch. When did Christchurch happen? Two, three years ago? Four? Uh, two, 2017, 18, I think. So, the fact that he's like, well, they happen all over the world, not just here. Remember, you have to ten go back years here. ago. How how far do we have to go back for the last mass shooting? Oh, last night. Yeah, there was another one. There was another one last night. I don't have to go back to another year. I don't even have to go back to another week. Uh, here's another call. 
Yes, I was uh, just listening about your conversation about uh, oil and gas, and I just had a theory that I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, gas is going up so high and they're pushing electric vehicles. I think that ultimately the government wants us to all have electric vehicles, and this is part of the way they're doing it. Um, Okay, thank you guys. That is not a conspiracy. That's no, a fact. A that, fact you know, that, what you're saying is absolute fact that the government, especially when Democrats are in power, as they are now, are trying to incentivize uh, getting off, off of biofuel. Yeah. Or, or getting off of oil and gas. Oil and sure. gas. Biofuel would be like well, biofuel. Corn. It could be corn, like yeah, that right. It, ethanol. That, and that stuff. could be alternative forms other than petroleum. Yeah. So there is definitely an idea to di- disincentivize our addiction uh, to petroleum. I don't know that electricity is is the final, is the best solution for it because you still got most of that electricity from coal-burning pa- plants anyway. You know, it's just right. changing the, the carbon footprint And I think bit. that the... And I, I guess the, electric vehicles are better. Well, the carbon costs to even make the batteries or just produce the but, batteries in factories, I hear is pretty bad. If you've ever heard of like carbon credits or carbon offsets or anything like that, that is all about trying to, you know, uh, socially engineer people into getting off of carbon. But what that caller getting, was saying that the gas prices, the rise in gas prices recently might be... Well, intentional? I don't think that's true. Well, I think it's a byproduct of some of the disincentives that the government's put in place. But I think it's something they got to do. I agree with it. I mean, we have to move on. We are heading toward a cliff. If we haven't already gone over it, it's not that far off. And if we don't get off of this, also. Uh, we might have already hit what they call peak oil, which means we're, we we might have already hit the point where we've extracted we've the most oil. We sucked out of the earth. We sucked as much as we could. We're having to cause miniature explosions that are causing earthquakes. It's called fracking. It's causing earthquakes in places like Missouri and Arkansas that and never Oklahoma had that never had earthquakes before. So even if uh, petroleum and oil was not as bad for the environment. It is. Even if it wasn't, we've got to be planning for the future because it is a limited resource. Uh, you know, unless they find some, uh, you know, way to dig down even further, which, you know, they might do. But, yeah, that's not anywhere near conspiracy territory. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, when the Republicans have their chance, they do everything they can to steer it right back into the petroleum industry. Uh, yeah, you've you've kind of encapsulated a lot of the debate that goes on concerning this country's energy needs. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we got a uh, phone call. Uh, President uh, spoke last night about the need for background checks and raising the age uh, that you could buy a semi-automatic AR-style weapon from 18 to 21 and a few other of these things. The Republicans in, in uh, Congress, like Jim Jordan, let it, let him know pretty quickly that they're not going to go for any of that stuff. So uh, here's Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, good morning, Buzz. Well, uh, I, I have some suggestions. And I mean, common sense um, suggestions that Congress and the House could be coming up with, you know, 
with this uh, with some some new rules into this uh, to purchasing a gun. I mean, it's eighteen. Like Joe Biden said, uh, you know, they should be twenty-one. So let's just say between eighteen to twenty-one. You know, for them to so it doesn't feel like they're taking their Second Amendment right away. Just let them purchase uh, bolt action and pump action, you know, rifles, not semi-automatic rifles. So you're saying raise the age of that you could buy something like an AR-15 to 21. But regular rifles, you're yeah. saying, they can, you know... I can see, you know, but though, I can see how that's kind of a slap in the face because we really want to have it two ways. We want that age group to be the ones that go fight a war and learn right. how to shoot these weapons if we need them to. But we also want to say, uh, but you're really not old enough or competent enough to own one of those unless you're in the Army. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, we, we also say, you know, you can be in the Army, but you can't drink. Till you're 21. <laughs> right. You're allowed to go fight for our country and maybe die for our right. country, but now you, you don't take that yeah. sip of beer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, there's laws that they can drink, and then here in Texas, they can't even uh, purchase uh, tobacco uh, until they, tur- they turn 21. Also, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you're in the military, you're not, you're not just, like, freely carrying a, f- a fully automatic weapon around with you. Those things are usually kept uh pretty secure uh, unless you're oh, a, yeah. unless you're in a combat theater yeah i mean uh, like joe biden said about the military part um they're there um joined they joined the military they're supervised they're being trained by the best mm-hmm. how to be responsible with those rifles too and we can't just uh you know uh, an 18 year old cannot just go get a cdl to drive a big uh 18 wheeler truck he has to actually yeah. be 21 to drive over the road. We were bringing up a couple of weeks, or I guess in the wake of uh, Uvalde, we brought up, you, you remember when you couldn't rent a car until you were 25? Because you uh, just, that, like, they didn't consider, you You were too much of a risk until you were 25, you weren't allowed to rent a car. Right. That's true. Okay, let me give another suggestion, too. Now, let's just say that that part, they, they scrap it. Then if, if these gun lobbies are so eminent that they want these 18 year olds to grab, uh, get these semi-automatic, then make the make it where it's a requirement where between the age of 18 to 21, they need a co-signer, a responsible adult yeah. over the age of 25 to co-sign and say, yeah, you know what, he's mentally right, yeah, he's responsible, and I'll sign my name right there. Then- and does that, let me ask you this, Bob, does that person then take on some kind of legal liability? If this, yeah. Yeah, if this 18 yeah. or 19 or 20-year-old does something horrific with the weapon. Yes. Yeah. Because now we're, we're trusting a, a second party that is responsible. Uh, he's 25 years old or she's 25 years old or older and saying, yes, this person is mentally stable and is responsible to handle a semi-automatic rifle. Right. Look would at that the- second party... Would that second party be willing to co-sign and say, yes, if he does something wrong, I am liable too? Because, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's like, as, as like parents like us, um, my, my son, he's 16. He's about to get his, uh, he got his permit. He's going to get his driver license. I, you know, if he gets a ticket, it affects me. Right? It, it could go on your insurance, right? Exactly. So, you see, 
I'm taking responsibility saying that, yes, my son's going to have a driver license. I'm going to be responsible for his actions as well. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? That would have been a really good thing to have with the Michigan shooter whose parents bought him his his gun uh, that week or right the, the weekend before. Are you talking about Ethan Crumbly? Ethan Crumbly and his two parents who are, are, are under trial right now for ignoring Aren't signs. They still, they're still incarcerated. They're incarcerated right now, yeah. I mean, those are my two suggestions, and these are very common sense things that our leaders in, uh, in Washington could be discussing and agree on. I think it's if not just- I completely agree. You, you brought up a CDL license. A CDL license is not easy to get, you know, and it requires training. And that's because you have a giant truck a dr- that can cause damage if it's not operated properly. It could kill people if not operated properly, just like a gun. People should be required to get training to handle these things. Yes, sir. That's that's why I'm trying to point out like different things that what we have regulated for young individuals. You know, there's a reason for that. I mean, back was back in the days when you were a teen, when you got your driver's license, when you turned 16, you didn't. You just went to driver's ed, basic driver's ed school. And then went to the DMV, got your license, and that's it. Now today's kids, like what I had to do with my son, he had to go to a school, uh, do so many hours of driving uh, with me and with the instructor at the school, and then take the test. You know, and then I had to provide the insurance and be responsible for him too as well. Those are like laws are added on, you know, just for a young individual. Mm-hmm. All right, and Bob. there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because too many teens were driving recklessly and killing themselves or killing other people. Yeah. All right, Bob, yeah. I appreciate it. These, uh, yeah, I mean, they seem common sense to me, but a lot of things that, that some people call common sense, you can talk to other people who see it as just uh, an unforgivable assault on their on their constitutional rights. So there's, I think there's got to be some compromise, though, guys. I mean, as much as you've got to realize there are people on the other side of the issue, those people also have to realize, you know, the country does not just exist for their, them to have fun and yes. get the kind of weapons they want right. without any kind of... Let me just add on. I am just like you. I own my own firearms, too. And so it's not like I'm one of those that uh, I'm against the Second Amendment. I do support the Second Amendment, but enough is enough, like uh, President uh, Biden said. Enough is enough. We need some common sense laws now. All right, Bob. Thanks for the call. All right. All right Thank have you. a great weekend. We'll see you. Yeah. All of that sounds perfectly reasonable. Look, we have a problem. Almost too reasonable. Right. Like, I'm not even saying a ban on AR-15s, although I think that's certainly uh, a reasonable discussion. But, but even just... it's almost like the left is so desperate, or I, I won't even see the, say the left. I think anybody who's moderate feels like, oh, okay, well... You know, raise the age, get a semi-automatic, background checks, mental health, uh, all of that stuff. And without people going are just to a, sick of seeing without teenage going shooters. Ban, right? People are just sick of seeing teenage shooters, whether it was the grocery store in Buffalo, whether I mean, it was the Uvalde shooter. One, one of the things I'm, I'm really noticing here at a lot, in most of these cases, you're dealing with a young male. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's not usually a female. 
and it's usually not somebody so over the age. So why is it crazy of, to think we should put laws in place to prevent young males from now the, ready access to these things? The Tulsa shooting, I guess that guy was in his 30s and had a criminal record, but he, I saw the mugshot. He looked crazy, man. Well, and also like the he guy had like a the, vendetta with somebody, that he, one of the doctors. Uh, he was upset because he'd had surgery and he felt like the doctor wasn't giving him enough for the pain and he went and he killed the doctor and killed whoever else was in the way. But, so that is not the, kind of like the cookie cutter when you're talking about these kind of mass shootings. But, you know what he did do? He went out and bought an AR-15. Right. And the, do you remember the Las Vegas shooting at the concert? The mm-hmm. Jason Aldean concert? Uh, I remember that, yeah. Well, the shooter was older too. He wasn't... He was an older guy. But he had a machine gun i think he had a legally purchased semi-automatic that he had modified with something called a bump stock that basically turned it into basically what you're describing a machine gun right you know he was able to pull that trigger so fast that it might as well have been a machine gun um yeah but i think we got a real problem with with young men who are between the ages of 15 to 25 um and and let's not give those people Ooh. guns. If you're between the ages of 15 and 25, uh, insurance. Did you well, know for see, ins- insurance? They're not even talking about 25. They're talking about 21. Yeah, tw- 21 even. But for car insurance, I'm, I'm almost positive car insurance for males is, is higher than, is higher than for the same age. For, for, of the same age. For the reason that they are proportionately more likely. Let's to, face it. If you've ever been a teenage or uh, a young male, you know that teenage and young, young adult males are a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's. Oh, Why yeah. do you think we try and recruit them into the army right out of high school? Because they're they're still kind of nuts. That's the perfect time. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back and wrap up this week's show and our final show of the week and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows ahead right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Jonah had just told me that we're clear until the top of the hour, so we've got plenty of time to take our time. Why do you like to raise my blood pressure? Why do you hurt her? Why do you got to hurt her? I asked nicely earlier this week. Um, no, I'm going to be out by I'm going to be out by 59, I promise, just like you said. Buzz. 56. My blood pressure. Let's talk to, it seems like we have two callers here, Brenda and Jackie, who are teachers. Hi. 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 Is Hi. Brenda and Jackie are both on the line. Hi, guys. Yes, we're we're here on our work day at school. <laughs> yeah, well, tell me what's going on. Well, we were just, you know, we were, t- we were discussing your conversation, and we were just saying that, you know, we, we are for guns, but, you know, we, we don't think that, the age um, of when one can buy a gun should, you know, be 18 because studies show that that the frontal lobe where your decision-making skills lie isn't even fully developed until you're 25 or 26 years old in men more than women. Mm-hmm. Men have softer heads at a younger age. I totally agree. That totally makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the kind of risky behavior that young men take part, and I'm not saying that young women don't, you know, make make poor decisions, but just like the risky behavior seems to be a young man type of thing. And then when that translates into maybe some mental health or real uh, problems from home or, or whatever, you know, then you it's just 
that is just an aspect of these school shootings that we can't ignore is the age and the gender of the people who are doing them. Absolutely. And that's why we feel 26 should really be the the age. I know people, I know we can sign up to be in the military at 18, but mm-hmm. you know, that's a choice. You're volunteering that. And going back to volunteering, you know, now they want to arm us teachers or train us to or people say, you know, that's a suggestion. But, you know, a lot of us do not feel comfortable with that. And really, it would be arming us with a rifle going up against an assault weapon. That's not going to do me any good. Oh, no, they wouldn't give you a rifle. They'd give you a handgun. Like if it was going to be anything, it would have to be out of sight. So you're they would not give you a rifle. You would have like a nine millimeter or a 38 special. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not gun. Right. right, I got (laughs) you. How about this? You wouldn't feel comfortable if they started arming you. How about if they armed another teacher who would you feel comfortable with any of your fellow teachers being armed? Well, if you have a shooter running around a school, how is one or two people assigned going to do any good when they're trying to protect their kids, too, in the classroom? I guess, you know, and I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying, but just to play devil's advocate on it a little bit, I guess if I'm in a classroom as a teacher and, the you know, we're locked down and shots fired, it's an active shooter situation, I I might think in my mind... Oh, what I wouldn't give to have my thirty-eight or just something, you know, to protect. Yeah, the room. I agree. I, I, I would be for it. I wouldn't mind getting trained. I think even there should be, you know, how how flights have a marshal on the plane, right? Well, maybe we should make like teacher marshals. Like nobody knows who has it, mm-hmm. whoever has. Oh, we're doing a little point uh, point counterpoint with Brenda and Jackie. I thought they were kind of be on the same side of everything here, but now we're getting a little <laughs> yeah, debate no, going not. on. All right, <laughs> that's good. It's good to have these kind uh, yeah. of conversations. But also, I was going to say, I just tried getting a passport, and it was damn near difficult for me to get my passport. And I am a United States citizen. I was, you know, I was born here. I don't know why it's so hard for that. You got to jump through a lot of hoops to get a passport. Yes, I can walk it, to uh, the gun I store did. right now, and I can buy a gun. And I have, I no, no reason that I should have one. Yeah. Right, and I was telling, I go just like, you know, we have this baby formula shortage. Well, then maybe we need to get all these millionaires to purchase all the AR15s and make a gun shortage and and let's see how fast they solve that problem. Uh, you've got the you've got the gun industry licking their chops. It's like we sold them all and we're going to make more. I know. <laughs> but if we can buy them faster than they can produce them then maybe we could make a dent. But I just think as teachers, you know, one way we can make a difference is just, you know, getting families to talk to their kids, you know, try to end this um, you know, I mean, kids just need to be nicer. And so obviously this boy felt isolated. Um, we don't know what kind of, you know, how he was treated in school mm-hmm. by his peers, you know. And, and I, I constantly tell my class, you know, we need to be kinder. We need to. I think as teachers, we can just try to get the community together back. And You know, if we're talking about Uvalde, Brenda and Jackie, he didn't go uh-huh. after his peers, he went after kids that were 10 years younger than him. He went after little kids. If he was really, right. you know, if it was because he was bullied, you think he would have gone after people that he went to school with. But these were little kids. No, all the time the way that you, you 
no, I'm uh, just saying show this. off your emotions might not always be the same. But Brenda and Jackie, I kind of have a question. Since all of this, have you guys been given instructions by administrators or or anything to look for red flags more? Or is there even a training on looking for red flags in your classes? What's that like? Well, we have social emotional development training to help the students um, you know, with their emotions. And of course, if we have any outcries, we do have to follow protocol, you know, suicide outcries. Um, we, no matter how casual the statement is, it has to be taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never, we've never experienced anything where we hear students want to hurt each other or, um, I think maybe more in the high school they have it there, but I just think, you know, a lot of these kids are exposed to violence, mm-hmm. and when they see things like this, it's just, it seems very normal. Like, it's not, um, I think we need to teach more empathy in some students, and, you know, it starts with the younger ones, and then, I mean... But well, I, I don't have to tell teachers this, cause, and I don't have to tell Brenda and Jackie this, because I'm sure they'll, they'll back up what I'm saying, but when it comes with... Uh, like how parents are involved in their kids' schooling and their kids' development. There are some that are all over it, almost too much, but then you've got some who are just totally checked, checked out. out. Not even in the kids' Just yeah, not even in it. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. yes, because, you know, parents are busier. or they We have single parents. We have grandparents raising kids, and, and it is hard. But I, I think we can make a difference, you know, just being more... Um, intentional and reaching out to our families and letting them know how important it is to talk to their children to to teach them you know to to show them empathy and Mm -hmm. how to you know they don't i i mean they have no idea what some of these students are coming from Mm -hmm. you know and situations they're coming from and then you know school should be their outlet to to have fun and love their teachers and i mean if you're a teacher you should be in it because you have your heart in it you know and most of us do, but that's where I think we can make the biggest change, you know, and, and our part with, um, you know, getting in touch with those families that need help. What are you guys in the, like, in the teacher's lounge right now? They're in my class. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, school's over, guys. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. I appreciate Thank it very much. Thank you. Uh, thanks for calling. Here's Brenda and Jackie, uh, a couple of teachers. Who don't necessarily agree on all the particulars. Yeah. But they're able to talk about it. Right. You know, even if they don't agree on every single detail, they're able able to have a conversation about it. Uh, I don't see any new movies out. I I just don't see that there are any new movies coming out. So probably uh, Top Gun is going to be number one. It's got universal praise. Critics and audiences alike are raving. You know what the uh, first Top Gun was really all about, don't you? The need no. for speed. No. no, 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 no. Joanna, do you know what the original Top Gun, what the what it was actually about? I've never seen it, so no. Uh, fortunately, we have Quentin Tarantino from an old movie explaining exactly what the oh. original Top Gun was all about. 